Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. This is our bonus episode that we do every month because we are people. My name's Connor. My name's Harry. Hello, hello, hello. Um, and uh, w- welcome to a, a, w- a weirdly sounding one because we've had some issues, but yeah, when don't been, we? <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's just been a rough morning. It's been a rough two weeks. It's, it's just been, yeah. Well, we hope you're all right. We hope you're well. We are. We are, we are, we are start again. We are obviously here and talking. Um, save me, Connor. I'm drowning. Yeah. Nice. That's no. We obviously we're we're both safe and well. There's nothing like that. It was just like Connor said. Technical issues my end. Um, that's just added on top of everything else. But um, doesn't matter. We are here. Sorry that I sound so crap. Um, we're hopefully good. Well, it should be sorted by, you know, we'll, the next episode. We'll, we'll get into it. Also, something else, something I just thought of based on the edit of past edits of this. Um, t- turn what turn me down in your earphones to a low a low volume where you can still hear me, but not oh. too low. Just because I don't want because I think just in case because obviously the 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 speaker is right next to the mic on the earphones. Yeah. So you would you that's that you you don't I don't want to have me echoing. <laughs> yeah. Just, Just in it. case. Yeah. Um. And I'll try not to be too quiet. But yeah. Um. Technical issues aside, uh, it's been a month. Yeah. Um. October. We're, we're, yeah. It was the month of October, which um nothing special really happened oh wait we got another new prime minister again again that's the third one this year fuck me and yet again uh the people didn't get a choice and yet again the prime minister's a wanker yep but we're not here to talk politics um although fuck the tories yeah i think we can agree on that for sure yeah we can if the listeners can't then i don't know Go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, but before we talk about, oh, I haven't really said this is our monthly bonus that you know it's the one where we talk about all the media we consumed last month. Correct. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk through some news items. Ooh, that was very exciting. That I saw and have screenshotted. Because I was going to talk about them the last time we planned to record, but I was like, oh, I'm not recording now, so I'll just screenshot them. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Go on. So, starting, we have... There's a new Star Wars film on the way. Oh, yeah. Written by Damon Lindelof and someone else, and it's going to be directed by Charmin Obaid-Chinoy, who was one of the directors of episodes of Ms. Marvel. Oh, yes, I heard about this. Um, I heard about this. Pretty pretty cool, Damon Damon Lindelof doing Star Wars. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's always nice to get a new film in the Star Wars universe as well. If we get it. If we get it, yeah. If they don't cancel it. It's like we're not getting Patty Jenkins one anymore by the looks of it. We're, I don't. We have no idea what's happening with Tucker with TTs. It's meant to start production. It's meant to have already started production. <laughs> yeah, and no one no one knows about Ryan Johnson's either. And to be fair, Ryan Johnson's that's not his main priority at the moment because obviously and quite rightly he's focusing on the glass. Uh, Glass Onion Universe, Knives Out Universe. Yeah, um, I think he's got something else. He's work. Isn't isn't there a there's a net there's an Apple TV show coming? 
Yes, yeah, isn't it got the the woman that's um, in Russian Doll? Yes, that's yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's like um each it's a it's a just like a I think it's like a a detective show, something like oh, that. Nice. Um, so going off that murder mystery thing, but it's like each episode is um a case, I think. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, he 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 got his start doing, you know, that the film Brick, which was like a high school detective film. Yeah. Basically. Um, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I mean, cool. I like Ryan Johnson. I think he's he's done well with the films I've seen of his, which is Looper, The Last Jedi, and Knives Out. <laughs> yeah, true. And Looper's I'm excited, right. for, I'm excited for Glass Onion as well. Yeah, me too. Um, but this this is pretty cool. I think it's a good choice for director. Um, I wonder what the story is. Yeah, I wonder where whereabouts it's gonna be like in what time it's gonna be set as well. Oh, I think it's already been said it's gonna be set after um the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. It's content so we're finally gonna go past that point and it's there's potential for characters to return. I'm not sure, but we don't know anything yet. Yeah. Um no no release date or anything, I don't think, but it's just it it was deadline that I think it well, I, might, I don't it. know if it was deadline that confirmed it, but deadline is where I've got this article from. Okay. So. So it's definitely a reliable source. Yeah. Um, although I think it was um, Bob Chapek, who's obviously the head of Disney, came out. Was didn't I don't know where he said this, but apparently he's like, he doesn't want them to keep announcing Star Wars films and because none of them getting made. <laughs> yeah, they keep announcing them and then a couple of months later, either shelving them or putting them yeah. on hiatus. But then once again, that this obviously this wasn't Lucasfilm. This was Deadline or whoever dropped it. Yeah. So it's it's not it's nothing it's nothing to do with Lucasfilm like releasing this news. It was some it came from another source. Yeah, exactly. So you can't blame them if this one does get cancelled. No, true. Um, I hope it doesn't. But no, I hope it doesn't. I want to see I want to see another Star Wars film, something different. Yeah. Especially because apparently they're trying to get away from like the trilogy idea. And even did you see Oscar Isaac was actually interviewed again recently, and he said he he might come back to Star Wars. That'd be nice, I think. I think, you know, I did like Pat Dameron as well. Um, I think it's it. he's had a bit of distance, because obviously he was very, like, bitter around the Rise of Skywalker. Mm, I think they all were. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think there's always, there's talk, it, it yo-yos with John, John Boyega, whether or not he's going to cut, he would come back or not. Like, he said he would, and then there's other times where he said he wouldn't. Yeah. Yet no one's asked Daisy Ridley. <laughs> No, yeah. Well, she's not really been in the public eye. Well, she's back on much. social media now. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's on Instagram. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'd like to see that that universe continue. And Star Wars, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff coming out of Star Wars at the moment. You know, like like Andor, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm three episodes behind again. I need to I need to catch up this weekend. I didn't realise until I was watching the cre- until I was watching the credits of this episode, the one that was yeah. just released. But this episode, the previous episode, and the next episode are all written by Bo Willeman, who wrote on on House of Cards. Nice. And I was like, oh wow, I didn't realise that was it was Bo Willeman doing it. It's it's incredible. Like if you you know on if you go on Wikipedia, you can look at um. The reception per episode, like the the critic score per episode. Yes, and it's funny because you see it like kind of kind of like meander around like the eighty and ninety uh, area, um, between eighty and one hundred really, and then 
I think it's from episode like six onwards. It's just been a hundred percent for each episode. Oh shit! Like that, not enough people are watching Andor. Is one of the concerns I think at the moment. But like, it's yeah. No one doesn't like it. Like people who watch it, like the, a lot of people are saying the last episode was one of the best the best Star Wars things we've had in a long time. No, there was not a single blaster shot and not a single lightsaber. You know, not a single Jedi. No use of the Force, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it's something very different in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, the ones I've watched so far, I am really enjoying. It's it's really good. It's really good. I'm, lo- yeah. I'm loving it. it when it, Every time the episode's ending, I'm just like, I can't get enough of this. Like, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of covers speaking about that, because that's a show we've both kind of watched this month. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good... But yeah, yeah. But speaking of things that are not this month, although something came out about it, when did that? When did the Ant Man trailer come out? Was that October? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was after the trailer. We were confirmed. It was confirmed that w- William Jackson Harper has joined the cast. Yes, I saw that. Uh, William Jackson Harper, obviously most known for playing Chidi Anagonye in The Good Place. And they're not saying or hinting at who he's playing either. Well, it was hinted a long t- a while ago that he was in the running to play Mr. Fantastic. Oh. Shit, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned it before, like a while, like when it was when it was being you know talked about. But he was one of the actors that was in the running, I think, or considered. That would be very. I think that would be very good casting. But yeah, I mean, I think it would be. Um, and it, it be it's weird. It's it's. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, there's no obviously there's nothing confirming it, like who he's playing or anything like that. There's no hints. He's not in any of the trailer. True. Um, so who knows? Um, but I thought that was that was news worth 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 talking about. I think I'd like to see him. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that cast a lot. I think. Yeah, I'm excited. I I did like that trailer as well. I'm looking I, forward to that film. I thought the trailer was very much one of those Marvel trailers that is like, look at all this stuff none of it makes sense yet and it, it might when it comes when the film I mean it will when the film comes out but just look at all this stuff and I just I don't really enjoy those trailers anymore that's fair like, yeah that's fair I'm like yeah it's cool to see Kang like he looks he looks cool I kind of get what the story is like from the oh we're being sucked into the quantum realm <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean obviously yeah I'm just excited for Jonathan Majors um I'm absolutely buzzing oh, yeah. for him I think everybody is yeah it's only how like the tone shift, like because obviously what's the Peyton Reed has obviously talked about how there is a massive tone shift in this film from the previous Ant Man films. You yeah. get that in the trailer because it starts like this lighthearted, oh I'm I'm Scott Lang and I'm you know I'm special, and then it's like now we're in the the, now we're in the quantum realm and nothing quick. everything's serious. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to the film either way, but yeah, I am. I can't remember who I was talking to recently about. Someone mentioned something about like CGI in the Marvel stuff at the moment, and yeah. my response to it was just like, I can't be critical of any of the CGI in the Marvel universe at the moment because I know how badly they treat their visual effects artists. Yeah. So, so I'm like, yeah, I'll forgive it if She-Hulk like doesn't look great. I I don't care because I know how the visual effects artists are being treated. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So you know, they they can look like there's a couple of iffy shots in 
the Ant-Man trailer where it's like, yeah, you can clearly see they're just on like a, a green screen. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, my point is like, look, the VFX artists work their asses off. If there's a couple of moments in the trailer that doesn't look great, I'm not going to... I'm not going to slate them for it, considering all the work they have to do. And it's obviously the big the reason why is because they're being overworked because of how much content there is at the moment. Yeah, we exactly. were all so excited because we're like, oh my god, non-stop Marvel content forever, and now we're all kind of like, actually, <laughs> slow down a bit. <laughs> yeah, come on, take time. Um, but speaking of, we want Marvel to slow down a bit. Um, mm. We want DC to speed up a bit, and they might now because obviously James Gunn and Peter Safran are ahead of their. TV, film, and animation division. What a lovely segue. I know, it's good, right? <laughs> yeah, I genuinely, as you said it, I just went, oh, yeah, that was. I, want, that was nice. I wonder what the segue would have been if that hadn't been the next one I scrolled along to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really. I think that alongside. I don't know, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but, you know, uh, Henry Cavill's. Um, I wasn't gonna, but yeah. Being back as Superman, I think, I I think the future looks, actually looks quite bright at DC. I think I think James Gunn, I I I, think, I don't know we spoke about this off, um, recording as well, but I'm glad that they've got one person for the creative side and the other person for like the administrative and financial side. Yeah, someone who so can, it's not all someone on who can run the business and person. someone who can run the you know the making of things. Yeah. And I think I think James Gunn clearly knows DC's world and characters. Yeah, that, that's very that's well. a very big positive because we actually have some. I mean, not that we didn't before, because wasn't um, Jeff Jeff Johns obviously has written in the for the comics, right? Yeah, he but has. he's also you know not a good guy. Yeah, but um, no, this is this is interesting. They've obviously also rebranded from uh, DC Films to DC Studios. And yeah, it's and no mean, longer the DCEU, know, it's the DCU. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing, like, everyone wants, you know, people, when you're growing up, you know, you watch the Justice people watch the <coughs> Justice League cartoons and, you know, the Superman show and the Batman cartoons and all that stuff, and people want a DC film universe that was just as good as that. And, you, you know, I want to see a happy Superman and I want to see a, a, a detective Batman and I want to see all these characters come together eventually when it's the right time at the right place. Yeah, well, the pink... And I think the point, the, these two people will do The that. point I, I, I would want as well is I don't want them to just try and copy Marvel. Cause no, yeah, I want them to do their own They thing. shouldn't just build a universe like, like Marvel did because they've obviously... We'll know they're building a universe no matter what, so they should just aim to make good films. Exactly. Like, we don't need hints do the right to all film these at things. The right like, we don't need... Oh look, Aquaman stumbled upon something that leads to this character. Superman accidentally bumps into a Wayne satellite. I mean, that's I mean stuff like that is obviously so subtle, but we don't need hints to what's coming next. It's more just yeah. make good it's, films. It's, I'd rather like for example, if it's a case of right, you get Superman two and then Justice League, but the reason is because it it's actually a good story rather than. Oh, we want to do it because Marvel did it. I'd rather them do it for what's best for a story. If if it's a case of right, you know, <clears throat> Superman two, then a film about this, then a film about yeah. this, because they're really good stories and it makes sense. And then eventually we're going to go to all culminating this. I'd rather them do that 
rather than going like Marvel's done this so what if we do it this way because like you said it doesn't make sense it ends up being a shit story because they're not focused well, on the story I mean, we'll always go back to that scene in Batman vs Superman where um, you know uh, what is it Wonder Woman looks at all the files for all the heroes and Lex Luthor's already oh. made logos for them all and everything you know it's like what is this why does the yeah, film that's... stop halfway through just for a trailer for stuff that <laughs> that isn't even going to connect? <laughs> not even a good trailer. Either. No, it's not. I mean, I didn't. Isn't we get that? We get what a clip of Flash doing that's something. Shit. Um, we get Aquaman coming out and poking his little his um sept whatever it's called trident. The the Aquaman ones that the Aquaman one is a little interesting. I would bear if it wasn't completely obvious that Jason Momoa is just holding and his breath. The, and the cyborg one is just is the footage of him, turn, like you know, working on his son. Yeah, <laughs> with cyborg barely in it. Well, he's just um, Victor's just on the barely thing, in the isn't background. he? Like he's just yeah. like because he's that's that's after his accident. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Uh. That's. I think yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of DC because of this, and obviously I know they've um, they've talked about how they're kind of moving ahead with their Green Lantern thing now. Yeah, like that that's was one true. of the first things that was talked about that was going to be starting. Um, but I don't know. Warner Brothers are still making loads of terrible decisions at the moment, and still probably got the potential to make more terrible decisions. Um, but hopefully, something good comes out of DC. Yeah, I think I as long so. as really DC are owned by Warner Brothers, there's going to be problems. Yeah, I just really hope. Like I said, like James Gunn is clearly a fan of the DC comics. <laughs> imagine if, sorry, yeah. just imagine if Warner Brothers fails so hard, not fails, but you know, like things struggle a lot to the point yeah. where they're like, we have to sell something, and Disney are like, we'll buy DC. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? With James Gunn already there. He's good friends with Kevin Feige. We'd get that DC Marvel crossover everybody wants. <laughs> I mean, my main hope for DC... I also I don't want... want Disney to own everything. <laughs> no, same. I want them to utilise Henry Cavill's Superman. Now he's come back well, and he's gone... I, you know, they did you know. recently, it was like, it was... I can't remember where it was posted, but it was something that was like, they are pushing ahead, working... They are going ahead with uh, making a new... A Man of Steel sequel or a new Superman film. Yeah. But they haven't even got writers for it yet. Yeah. So it's like, how long in the how long in the future is that now? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but no, having no, I mean, I'm I'm glad that Henry Cavill's back as Superman. I want to see more Superman because, like, I'm I'm f- I'm fond of the concept of Superman. I've never seen it like done well and i i still do want to watch superman and lois because i know that that's one of the most that's one of the most well-received versions of superman yeah that's really good show um i just haven't i just haven't watched it yet i watched part of the first episode but i also want to read a superman comic that i know has been talked about as a really good like just one-off kind of superman introduction to superman comics um superman birthright but you can't get physical copies yeah i want to i want to because I'm fond of I'm fond of Henry Cavill's interpretation as well, so I want to see more of it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, technically, that's that's Zack Snyder's interpretation. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but anyway, DC. Hopefully, we get some stuff. I want to. I want to. I want to see Green Lantern. Yeah. Specifically, John Stewart. I mean, that's the one I remember from my youth. Yeah, that's the one I remember as well. 
um I always forget his name though, because I'm always like, it can't be John Stewart. That's the name of that. Um, that's the name of that presenter in America. But it is John Stewart. Oh shit, it is yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What else do you see? I mean, I I'm, I'm, I love Batman, but you know, <laughs> there's enough Batman going around. <laughs> yeah, Batman was always my go-to. But like, I'm not gonna be like, let's get more Batman. Like, yeah, I want to see the next Batman film, but I'm happy to wait. <laughs> yeah, I like Nightwing. Um, no, I'd like to. That's to what I'd like to actually see. I'd like to see some of the Robins incorporated. Yeah. But, like, I know Robert Pattinson spoke about it, and I know a lot of fans talk about it as well, and they say that if Robin is brought in into a Batman sequel... Yeah. He should be a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it defeats the purpose of it if he's, like, an adult. Yeah, I agree. Like, Robin is always... He's a kid, yeah. So, I mean, it's... And I know somebody talks about how they should do a Robin series, or, like, a series of Robin films... Where yeah. each one is a different Robin. Oh, okay. So like, but it's from Robin's perspective. It's like Batman can be in it, but it's from Robin's perspective. That'd be quite interesting. And it's more about Robin doing something rather than Batman doing something. Yeah. Um. So you get you could start with the 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 um Dick Grayson story, and then you could the next one could be Dick Grayson's become Nightwing, and Jason Todd is the new Robin. Yeah. Then the next one you can do Jason Todd has been killed, and Tim Drake is the new Robin. Yeah, and obviously Jason Todd comes back as Red Hood, and then you've got I don't know potential. If it went long enough, then you'd have like Damian Wayne. Obviously, that's not something that probably will ever happen because you also have to again that has to build like build a universe. But I, I would like to see stuff like that, like just take a chance on something like that as well. Yeah, just take a risk. I think there's enough fans out there who would like who would look at a Nightwing trailer. Even people like casual people would see a Nightwing trailer probably and be like, you know what, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And you can always just throw Batman in there as well and be like, oh, Batman is there. He's not in the whole film, but he's around. Yeah, you can use him for the promotional side of things as well to draw more people in. And then they might come out going, oh, there wasn't as much Batman as I want. But then they might go, however, really enjoyed it. Nightwing's cool. Yeah. Nightwing's cool. Also, I'd I'd love to see Tim Drake done in live action because obviously the point about, you know what people, obviously, I was talking to someone about this recently being like, each Robin is so different. Dick Grayson's original, you know, um, his origin is that he was uh, part of like a you know circus acrobat group with his family. Yeah. Um, and they all get killed, so Batman adopts him, and it's like, and then Jason Todd comes along, and his uh, he was um, part of a circus acrobat family, and his family get killed, and then <laughs> it's adopted by Batman. But then yeah. they obviously changed his origin to he stole the wheels from the Batmobile. Um. But like, and then but they're all di- they're different. Like I can't I can't really. Dick Grayson is this one that kind of always aspires to be the hero himself. Yeah. I guess. He's like, I want to be Nightwing. I want to be, you know, I don't want to be Batman's sidekick forever. Um, yeah. Jason Todd is the one that's like, I was raised on the streets. I'm the hard I'm the hard guy. I'm the one that isn't afraid to kill people because I carry guns. Yeah. And then Tim Drake is a better detective than Batman. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's like something that I wish that everyone, a lot of people, I mean, I think Nick Mason says that Tim Drake is his favorite Robin. Okay. Um, so I'd like to see I'd like to see Tim Drake actually because he's the Robin in the Arkham games, I believe. Yeah, I think they've just debuted him in um, Titans as well. Oh really? I think so. God, they're burnt. They're going through all the Robins. Because <laughs> <laughs> then they do a Red Hood storyline as well. <laughs> yeah, that was season three. Lol. I remember they introduced Jason Todd in the first series, and he was like a kid, basically, wasn't he? Yeah. So he's already done the Red Hood? Yeah, they they give it till series three. And then they do they do Red Hood. 
There's a lot of robins. It's fucking shitload, mate. <laughs> That's not even to mention like some of the ones, like the one from Dark Knight Returns and uh, Damian, Damian Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the next piece of news. I don't have a um, a segue for this. Let me see. Let me see if I can think of one. Let me see if I can think of one. Um, DC, DC, Batman. No, I don't have one. Um, obviously, we spoke about this already, but um, Disney Plus has a deal with Doctor Who. Yes. To show, yes. to show, um, to basically be the distributor for Dis uh, for Doctor Who outside of UK and Ireland. Yep. Also means we get a bit more of a. A bit more of a budget as well, which, which is the the news. The point, the news, uh, the article I actually took is that because I, I didn't realize that at the time, but yeah, but it, it means that there's more going to be more cash. Disney are going to have a hand in Doctor Who now. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think if it means you know the show gets a bigger budget and Russell T Davis can really kind of do what he wants to do without having to worry about the money side of things, I think the show is going to truly just kind of take off more than it ever has. So it's, I think I, I think it's, it's a very smart move. It's a very good move for, for Doctor Who. It's a very it's a for for the quality of I think of Doctor Who. It's a very good move for the range of Doctor Who. It's a very good move because obviously yeah. internationally, it's especially in America, it's it's grown quite big. Yeah, um, for sure. Since the Matt Smith run, mainly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the next run of Doctor Who anyway, which we'll obviously we'll we'll talk about more on uh, your your podcast at some point. Yeah, eventually. Plug that. Um oh, thanks mate. But uh yeah, no, I'm looking forward to yeah, it, it, it's annoying that it means Disney have got control of another big property. Not control, but you know what I mean, like the potential yeah. for control. Yeah, the stuff I've read into the deal is that um Disney have a say, have a partial say in certain areas. However, um, the BBC still get overall um, authority, and the last word goes down to the showrunner, which is Russell T Davis. Yeah. So, um, you know, if he doesn't like something, he can put his foot down, and both the BBC and uh, Disney have to respect that, which I think is the right move. So I think I think the show's in completely safe hands with him. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, um, but yeah, no. Spin and speaking of Disney Plus, uh, there's a Vision TV show in the works. From, yeah, I heard uh, about the, this. The writer of uh, WandaVision, Jack Schaefer. Yeah. Who's also doing the um, Agatha Harkness series, um, which is pretty cool. I want to see you know them bring Vision back, and apparently the show would um, be about like him trying to rediscover his you know memories and his sense of humanity and whatever. Okay. So you know it'd be cool, and apparently, and um, I don't know if there was confirmed. I don't know. There's nothing really confirmed about it. I think it is confirmed the show is happening because it's come from a lot of reliable sources. Yeah, but that's cool. I want to see Vision come back. Where did he go? Where did White Vision go? Yeah, he just fucked off, and he's not come back since. Yeah, I know. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, man. And I think that's like a potential to bring Wanda back into the story as well, where wherever she is. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Whatever she's up to. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'm looking forward. I'd like. I'd like to see a. Vi- I'd like to see Vision more. I want to see Vision again. Yeah, I do as well. I do. I like his relationship with Wanda as a lot as well. Yeah, it's good. I'd like to see Vision do more cool stuff because he's a very, he's a very like OP kind of character as well. Like 
when he first showed up in Age of Ultron, I was like, he's he's cool. <laughs> yeah, I want to see him do some cool shit. Yeah, that's even though it'll probably be it's just going to be him like trying to like reading a lot of books and trying to figure out something or whatever. It's just like how to, how to it's going to be this something. like introspective series. It's not going to be any action at all. Even I'd be yeah. on board with that to be fair. <laughs> yeah, because it would work for his character. It would work. It really would. Um, what if he just goes and makes his like own family like he did in that storyline? <laughs> and then Wanda, mean... Wanda shows up and he's like, I've moved on, Wanda. <laughs> She's like, what? And she's like, yeah, so did I. I forgot about you and just worried about the kids instead, even though they weren't real. Well, they weren't I real. also became a uh, villain. <laughs> became a villain, yeah. And then lots of people are split on if it was a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but speaking of which, um, speaking of which, this is nothing to do. Uh, speaking of Marvel, <laughs> let's jump to the Sony Marvel Universe. And uh, Kelly Marcel, one of the producers and writers for the first two Venom films, is directing the next one. Yeah. Which um, I don't think that means it's a good idea because the first two aren't very good. Exactly. Um, and she also wrote also on one of, one of or all of the Fifty Shades films. Great. So, <laughs> I know Tom Hardy wrote uh, co-wrote the new one as well. Yeah, I mean, he he is really attached to the character. He loves the character, so... But are we going to... Is this going to be the one that finally uh, crosses over with Morbius? I hope so. Really hope so. We want, I want Morbius. <laughs> Venom free. Hashtag it's morbid time. We all want more, more, more Morbius. Sony, if you're listening, release Morbius again. <laughs> yeah, give me Morbius. Releasing. <laughs> Do you remember when they did that? Yeah, that was weird. Was that Morbius is this year, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck you know. Yeah, it was like March. When we do our best and worst of the year, we're gonna have to add that to um. Because I know it's a, it's another one that we plan to do, but we have to add that to our um our list of things. And, uh, like the the that came out this year award. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should watch it as well. I've watched. I've I seen it. Watch it. Oh, you have seen. I've it. seen yeah, it's Morbius. On now TV. I ain't it's watching on now it again. TV. It's on now TV, so I might genuinely watch it. Yeah, you can watch it. I ain't fucking watching that film again. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Let's hope the next one's alright. I mean Venom. Yeah. If this was I in a better so. order, sorry, I was I was saying if this was in a better order, I'd have a good segue for the next one. But what were you gonna say? No, I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay, I cool. Ben, I hope Venom Three is decent because Venom Two was just a part of dog shit. Yeah. Is it gonna <laughs> Venom Venom Three is gonna have? Uh, it won't because I imagine they would they'd be shoehorned in otherwise. I can't imagine. I wonder what color Blobby's gonna face this time. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just say green. <laughs> I'm going green because I feel like I feel like done what they did black they did red no what was what was, he's like grey he's like grey riot gray. he's I mean, is it riot yes yeah, riot yeah, and then he did like red gray. and then the and I'm just thinking red, yeah. I'm thinking they're either gonna go a bit similar and do purple or they're gonna go completely out left field and do like yellow or green well it's either they're gonna the br- yellow looks a bit like snot but are they gonna bring in the other characters are they gonna bring in a Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes for some reason are they gonna bring in uh, a Jared no, Leto they're gonna, as they're literally, Dr. Michael Dracula no what Dracula. they'll do though is they'll throw them in the trailer and then they won't be in the actual film unless there's a, bit, a really bad post credit scene that's gonna be like really badly ADR'd we're gonna bring in Dr. Michael Morbius the living Dracula <laughs> um you know, I don't know what they'll do. Are they going to bring in an Andrew Garfield as as Spider Man? <laughs> you know what? I hope not. Purely I hope for, not. I hope he get yeah, if he if anything. I hope he gets something sake, better. I hope not. Yeah, 
I want him to get something good. Yes. There was a rumour about that re- recently that he was meeting with Sony about it and there's a lot of back and forth going on. Yeah, I'm not surprised. There's a, The latest rumour I heard is that um, is that they've just signed with Marvel for Spider-Man 4, Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty with Tom Holland. Mm. Um, and then they've also close to a deal for Amazing Spider-Man 3 and Secret Wars with Garfield, but nothing with Maguire. Yeah, I imagine he he might not come back again, but he might. It depends on how he much might, they pay him. Yeah, but I think if he doesn't, I think I think Garfield had a nice little you know extra thing. Um, not Garfield, Maguire, and I think mm-hmm. the ones I want to see again are Holland and Garfield. Yeah, I don't know. I'd take any of them probably. Yeah, I'd just take Spider-Man at this rate. When are we gonna get Miles Morales? <laughs> Yeah, that's the real question. No, when are we going to get Ben? When are we going to get the Clone Saga? <laughs> oh Jesus! Ben Riley. Ben Riley. What's going on with that fucking Madam Web film? No one knows. All the set photos indicate it takes place in the Maguire universe. There's a lot of yeah, no, there's rumors of that, isn't there? Yeah. And it's gonna inco- it's not gonna be so much a Madam like Web film. It's gonna just be loads of different sp- like Spider Women because there's obviously a lot of women <laughs> yeah pretty much each one of them's probably going to be a different spider woman I don't know we'll see what happens when are we going to get the black cat silver sable film that was once happening and then got cancelled and turned into a separate black cat and a separate silver sable film <laughs> fucking hell isn't it? what was that 2014 well, what about that film that bad bunny is apparently attached to oh, he wants to play Jesus, like he's what, playing El, like El Muerto that's it <laughs> which is set in the, which is a spider-man character so sony can make that <laughs> Just, just fucking make a Spider-Man film, like. No, but the, no, but the thing is, they make a Spider-Man film, but like, let's let, let's give Tom Holland some time to breathe. <laughs> let him get, let him have some time to let his anxiety cool down a little bit. And um, we'll we'll throw out, we'll give him a new a new a new Spider-Man film in a couple of years, and he can become black suit Spider-Man and stuff like that. You give him a new trilogy, but don't have it for another couple of years. Let him kind of breathe, like you said, breathe a little bit. <laughs> Have an in between one with like Garfield or something. I'd be so I'm sure if it'd be so cool if they did just come out and be like, "Here's the Amazing Spider-Man 3 <laughs> Yeah, if they went, look, it's gonna be it's his definitive last one. He's not doing any more, but we're gonna give him the Amazing Spider-Man three as a kind of bridge the gap between that and Tom Holland's new trilogy. Everyone would be on board for it. Me realizing this is becoming a weird episode. We're talking more about news than we are about anything else. Could probably split it into two. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Or we just make this bonus episode a news episode. You know. So. Well, no, because I want to talk about the things I watched last month. You watched a shitload last month. I did, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, something I didn't watch last month or last year, but I haven't seen it since the first season, but The Witcher, speaking of Henry Cavill earlier. Um, yeah, I mean... Henry Cavill's left The Witcher because he didn't really he didn't really like it. <laughs> I mean, can you blame him? He got injured all the time because uh, they're health and safety. He's, he said nothing. Shocking. He had no script. Yeah, and... Also, he was very he was very vocal about how he wanted it to honor to, to honor the source material, and they. Well, you didn't. see what actually happened. What actually happened is, as he was turning up to set, they weren't giving him any scripts or anything like that, and he's like, "Oh, I see what they're doing. I see. They know that I know the books a lot, so they want me to just improvise all of Gerald's Geralt Geralt's dialogue." Yeah. Um. So, oh, they really, they give me the freedom to actually make this character what I want, and then as it turned out, it wasn't the case, and they were just like, "No, no, shut up." Gerald, Gerald, whatever the fuck his name is, Gerald doesn't have any lines. I love the. F- He's just gonna grunt and say fuck. I love the fact, right? 
that the, there's a petition to get him back on The Witcher, and it's like 70,000 signatures or something, something like that. Or 170. Do you know what's funny about petitions? But, well, just quickly, just quickly. No, you go, yeah, you The go. best thing about it is that acting like he was fired when he actively quit and left himself. Yeah, Superman. Yeah, he was... Basically. And he's always said Superman's his favourite character to play. So if he was ever given the chance to do it again, he will take it with open arms. So there's no wonder it came back. His Witcher contract was at an end, and he went, yeah, I'm going to play the character that I want to play that will hopefully honour some source material rather than the character that I love but doesn't honour the source material and breaks my fucking legs every two weeks. Mm. I can't remember what I was going to say now. The funny thing about petitions. Oh, yeah, the funny thing about petitions is they don't do anything. Yeah. Like... When you put, when you write a petition, when you do a petition that's like based towards a government-related thing, like it means when a petition gets to a certain amount of signatures, it will be put on a docket and considered. Pretty much. <laughs> so, but if you're just signing a petition for an actor to be reinstated in a role, the studio is just going to look at that and be like, "Oh, a lot of people want this actor back, but he left, so he's not coming back." <laughs> He's not coming back. So, petitions do nothing. Like some petitions probably do. Any, I think any sort of government-related petitions do. Yeah, because they get attention. But if you're when it comes to an actor, it's not going to do anything. No, Henry Cavill's not going to look at. Oh, look at this petition. I'm going to go back and play The Witcher again and be bored. We still got another season to come out though. We still got one more season of him as. Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we've got Liam Hemsworth in the role, which is funny. I don't even know why we're really talking about this, other than the fact it's Henry Cavill news, because I've only seen the first season, and I didn't think it was very good. Yeah, I didn't like... The thing about the first season for me was... Um, is I, I didn't like the messy timeline. And then it was like, oh no, but you know, we, it'll be fixed for season two and I was like no but I don't care because you've not sold me with season one so why yeah, am I was, coming back for a season two it was really weird I didn't and I mean it's that was one of those things where it's like it's a messy timeline so yeah but it makes sense to people who read the books and it's like yeah but I didn't <laughs> yeah like and I'm just trying to and when you do eventually go oh okay I see what they're doing and it's like by the time you've got to that point you've kind of forgotten a lot of what's happened because you've not been able to follow it yeah um, and then every time I think about, oh yeah, I need to watch season two, but maybe I should rewatch season one, see if I like it or not. And I'm like, well, no, because I have to go back and watch season one again, and then I'm gonna have to watch season. And it's like, oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> like, like, just play. I'm, I want to play the game. I know that. Like with The Witcher three, I'm not gonna play back. I know because that's the only one I have. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just happy that we're going to get more Superman. And then hopefully this means that in the meantime, I don't even know what's happening with it. I have to look it up. But maybe we're going to get that Highlander reboot with Superman, with Superman, with Henry Cavill playing Connor McLeod, my namesake. Oh, shit. Yeah, of course. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm named after Connor McLeod. (laughs) The main character of Highlander. Let's see what's happening with that. Highlander. I'm annoyed because I was going to watch Highlander at some point, at some point, and it's not on Netflix anymore. <laughs> yeah. I looked and I was like, oh, it's not on Netflix anymore. There's a new 4K coming out, but I'm not going to buy that. Highlander, yeah, let me see. Reboot? 
Reboot sequel wasn't planned for. Okay, let's look at the franchise and see what happens. Henry Cavill was confirmed to play the role. Henry Cavill was in talks 2021. Although, oh, Henry Cavill was in talks to have a lead role in the reboot as of May 2021. Although his exact character is unknown because it it, they, it depends on who they choose to do. Because there's a, there's a lot of different main characters in the in the Highlander series. He could be yes. playing, he could be playing Duncan McLeod. But I'd like to see Connor McLeod just because you know my name. Yeah, of course. Scotland. Um, anyway, uh, what was that? Yeah, and that's supposed to be directed by Chad Stileski as well. Oh yeah. Who's one of the um the John Wick boys? He's the only one that still makes John Wick films because the other one left, David Leach. Yes, 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 yes. He's like, now nah, I'm bored. <laughs> he was also a second unit director on Captain it. America: Civil War. Was he really? Yeah, and a second unit director on Birds of Prey, and also the stunt coordinator. And oh, obviously, shit. they were the stunt coordinators on The Matrix, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, and he did stunt work on Spider-Man 2, but was uncredited. He's been around for a little bit. Jesus. Yeah, he did stunt work on Deadpool 2. Oh, okay, so even though they don't direct together anymore, they still work together sometimes. Or on that one thing. David Leach and what's his name, I just said. Oh, Chad yeah, I can't remember now either. Chad Stileski. David Leach is the one that's doing different things. Yeah. Like, is David Leach... No, that's not David Leach. I was going to say, is David Leach the one that's directing that new Santa Kills Everyone film? But no, it's directed by someone else. I think it's produced by him. Yeah. Violent Night. Oh, no, that's it. David Leach did Bullet Train. Yes. And he's doing The Fall Guy, which is set for 2024. Starring Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Stephanie Sue, and Winston Duke. That's a good cast. That's a very good cast. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, wait. There we go. Next news. More Marvel news. Um, Yahya Abdul-Mateen 2, the second, <laughs> is um, going to play nice. Wonder Man in the Wonder Man series. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yes, isn't it? I like him as casting. Yeah, it's good, good casting. Actor. Um, there was also what was it? There was a rumor that um, Evan Peters is going to be in the Wonder Man series as Ralph Boner, because you know he's an actor. Nice. Wonder Man's an actor, so. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that show is being produced by um, Destin Daniel Cretton, who's obviously directing Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I like I, I've liked him in things I've seen him in, so cool. I don't know anything really about Wonder Man other than he's an actor and a superhero. Yeah, I don't really know anything about him, I'll be honest. I think I saw another casting-related thing for that, but I can't remember now, or it was a rumour, but I can't remember it, so it's not important. Um, More casting news, but for something else, for uh, the Batman spin-off Penguin, Kristen Milioti has joined the cast. Is she the mum from How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um... I know her better from the film Palm Springs. Oh, she, oh yeah. She stars opposite Andy Samberg. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen her in anything else. But yeah, she's going to be playing Sophia Falcone. Oh. So, or nice Falcone, choice. depends on how you want to say it. Yeah, I always say Falcone. So she's the daughter of... John, John Turturro was Falcone? Yes. Yes. Wasn't good casting. Was Selena Kyle his daughter in that film? 
Yes. <laughs> so she's technically Catwoman's sister. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking after watching uh, the Banshees of Inisherin recently. I'm looking forward to more Colin Farrell, even though it's barely Colin Farrell. Yeah, no, but he is good as the penguin. To be fair, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Uh, do I have any other news here? Casting. Uh, I want to. I'm going to end on a different piece of news that I realised. But casting news again, back to Marvel. Yeah. Um, Aubrey Plaza has joined the Agatha Coven of Chaos series. Yes. And I fucking love Aubrey Plaza. A show that's gone from being people are like nah, is like oh. <laughs> yeah, shit. So I think it's probably just going to be. A, it's going to be a fun, spooky, not spooky, but a fun, weird. Uh, comedy series probably and Aubrey Plaza is great yeah she's great um, and that's two actors now from Parks and Recreation her second Marvel role as well yeah because she was in um, Legion yeah which I've still only seen the first series of and also there was another actor that was in that from yeah, in Agatha Covenant Cares I'm talking about there was another actor oh um the main lead from Heartstopper. Joe Locke? Yes. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, and there's obviously a possibility of Wanda as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she's in it. No. I'm looking for, I'm not, it's not like, I'm not like excited for it, but I'm looking forward to it because I think it'll be fun. I like Catherine Hahn a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, I'm, like I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not against it. Like when the trailer comes out, I'll watch it. When the show comes out, I'll watch it. But it's not like my most anticipated thing. No, definitely not. Definitely not. At the moment, for me, that's Black Panther, which comes out next week. Yeah, this time next week will be. Did you hear as it. well? They're talking about they're give, they're talking about obviously the first Black Panther was nominated for a fair few Oscars and won a couple. Yeah. They're talking about Angela Bassett for best actress, or probably best actress, or maybe best supporting, probably best actress. actress. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that she's absolutely outstanding in this film. Um, and then my last bit of news is it's it's not too big. I just it's I just thought it was fun. Okay. Um, so we're going to jump to some news about Equalizer Three. <laughs> Fair. Uh, from Variety, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the the title because I was like, "Hey, that's funny." Police raided the hotel rooms of Equalizer Three crew members, yielding 120 grams of cocaine. Two caterers have been placed under house arrest, and another has had his driver's license pulled outstanding now 120 sounds big but 120 grams doesn't sound like a lot but it's cocaine so <laughs> yeah that's that's a lot of cocaine <laughs> and it's funny because it's like it's not really surprising because there's a lot of drugs in hollywood and stuff like that anyway people are doing oh, cocaine all the time oh er- everywhere but i just thought like it's funny that they got caught yeah <laughs> It's funny though because the picture, the article picture uses Denzel Washington as well, and I was like, "Oh my god, Denzel oh. Washington's been didn't, been found." Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's the crew members. It's not Denzel. Fucking iconic. I keep forgetting there's an Equalizer free coming. I've seen the first one. I haven't. You haven't. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to watch it. Maddie's dad really enjoys it. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not. They're, it's not good. <laughs> oh, fair. It's like fine. I think there's some decent action in it, but it's it's like nah. Yeah. Nah, not for me. Not for me, fam. Um, but yeah, that's that's on the news I had that I wanted us to talk about. I like that though. I like. I, can't... I missed. I miss talking about the news sometimes. Yeah, if it's better when it becomes that kind of matter. It's like, oh, it's news that we want to discuss, and not like we're giving the news, like because there's no one listening. <laughs> oh yeah, and I also like it when it's like, like no one's gather, listening. You news. gather it. 
you gave it over a few weeks and then you yeah. just had like a whole kind of episode or half episode just dedicated to just talking about it rather yeah, than oh what's, what's happened this week like it's cool when you see like oh look at this 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 title blah 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 I just saw a random tweet about this. Apparently, the sequel trilogy is the best Star Wars trilogy. It's like no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, it's, it does. It's not even. It's like oh, I released the Aya cut is trending again. Of course it is. Why? We've got a better Suicide Squad. Fuck off. Nobody cares. Oh, nobody. Absolutely nobody cares. David Aya probably doesn't even care anymore. No, he doesn't. Move on. <laughs> even though he has like put put a bit of fuel on that fire before. Yeah. And be like, yeah, yeah, there is my own cut. There is. There absolutely is. And it's like, no, fuck off. Nobody cares. But yeah, no, I can't find. Oh, okay. Well, I found a piece of news. Go on. Season two of Andor is headed to Yavin. I mean, that's not surprising, though. No, it's obviously got. We've got to get. Um, what's her face there? And it has to end there, didn't it? Like. Kind of. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really surprise me. Nah. Not me either. Um, I'm so glad that that's only going to be two seasons and done. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to end when it's as good as it is rather than outlive itself. Yeah. It's good. I love it when something has a decent ending and doesn't go on forever and then shits the bed. Yeah, pretty much. Hashtag um, Game of Thrones. Hashtag Game of Thrones. Comes up a lot. Because it's shit. Um... <laughs> In retrospect, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> because hard to enjoy that as a whole. Anyway, um, this is supposed to be the media we consumed last month. Um, Correct. I could possibly split it into two, but we'll see, because we did just go for nearly an hour talking about news. Well, to be fair, I don't have a lot that I've watched last month. You you do. I know. But I don't have... But, uh, but that's fair. Well, hopefully we don't spend too much time talking about things then. No, no, but I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, we won't spend too long from my point of view, so I'm sure that we can keep it all as one nice big bumper bonus episode. Yeah, okay. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? This is also technically coming out the day before, because this is what I'm scheduling it for, the day before we see Black Panther, kind of forever. Nice. So. When you're listening to this. When you're listening to this, I'm probably doing nothing. We We might even be recording right now as you're listening to this. To be fair, we might be. We might be. We'll see. We've got some things to record. Anyway, we should talk about some films. Um, Go on then. Well, I'll start, obviously, because I've got... Actually, no, I'm going to start with my albums, because I did listen to some more albums last year. Nice. No, actually, sorry. I'm going to start with telling you my rating system. Oh, yes. Please do. Um, You're free to use it as well, obviously. Thank you. Because I can't trademark a rating system, and I did kind of steal some of the ideas from others anyway. Nice. But it's kind of like... Um, a rating system where each there's five tiers and like yeah. the first and fifth tier correspond, the second and fourth tier correspond and then the middle tier. Right, okay. So we'll go from bottom to top what the tiers are. Right. Um, and I've, the rating system is also, it's made to apply to albums, TV shows, even though I don't really rate TV shows and um, films. Okay. So the ranking system, starting with the bottom level, the bottom level for albums... I can't. I haven't thought of a good one yet, but I'm just gonna go for now. It's just skip. Okay. So like, oh, I didn't like this. I'm just. This is one of those kind of. So like, how you would skip a song that you like. I don't like this. Skip. You know. Yeah. Um. 
for films, it's just going to go with... I'm just going to take uh, inspiration from The Weekly Planet and just call it Worst Movie Ever. Nice. Um, and for TV shows, it's cancelled. Nice. I like that. Um, the next one up is one that's universal. So it's the same one for anything. Okay. And it is forgettable. Okay. So it's not it's not necessarily bad, but it's like, I'm not going to retain any of this. Yeah. Like, this, this album was forgettable. This film was forgettable. Yeah, um, and, I, and I'll probably apply it to some of the films I talk about as well now. Um, okay. And the albums, because I already have applied it to the, the albums. Um, and then the middle level is um, the just a level. So just a film, just an album, just a show. Just a TV show, yeah. yeah. So then the one after that, corresponding with place four, is memorable. Okay. A film can be memorable for many reasons. So Of course. Um, Morbius is memorable. Yeah. But it's also the worst movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Morbius is memorable because of its terrible post-credits. <laughs> um, and then the top level is, for albums, it's front to back, which is like, so it technically, it doesn't necessarily mean it's better than memorable. It just means that this is an album where it's like, you should listen to this front to back. Yeah. So like, American Idiot is a front to back album for me. But then, yeah. I would say Revolution Radio by Green Day as well is memorable right okay um i wouldn't say it's front to back even though i do listen to it front to back but you know what i mean yeah okay. uh, for movies it's literally just best movie ever yep and then for tv shows it's binge worthy okay that's my I like that. That's I, thought you was, I thought you were gonna say say kills for tv what? but i like what you've done what was you well, doing? i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say renewed see that's a good that's a good idea for, if it was review if you're like review that is a good one. That is, but because only, only because you said the bottom one for TV is cancelled. Yeah, that's like I, I get. I get where your mind went with it, but I feel like, say for example, it's a one one and done season of a show. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, for example, no, you, it makes more sense. Even yeah. though it's one and done, I'd probably give like, for example, Moon Knight. I would say renew. Yeah, I really liked Moon Knight, and I want more of that. But like. Binge-worthy, I felt like a more appropriate thing. But then it's also a matter no. of, like, it can evolve, but that was just, like, just to keep it so I could apply that ranking to anything. No, I like it. So, yeah. So then talking about nice. the albums, I'll only quickly dust over these because I didn't actually have... Listen to many a good... I didn't. The albums I listened to the last month weren't very good. <laughs> yeah. Most of weren't very good. So I listened to an album by virtuoso guitarist Steve Vai, his new album called Inviolate. Um, yeah. Which I... I thought is very much Steve Vai. He's an instrumental guitar like player, so all his music is instrumental. Um, but he, yeah, it's, it's a, but um, he's a very good guitar player. But I just thought the album was wasn't all that, so I gave that just an album. Nice. Uh, an album by a band called Mystic Circle, just because it came out this year, and I liked the sound of it, and I thought, well, I'll give I'll give it a listen. I think that it was forgettable. Okay. Uh, an album by a band called Under Oath called Voyeurist. Thought it was forgettable. I don't remember okay. anything from either of those bands. A band called Magnum, which I have listened to a, some of their other stuff, wasn't very good. Forgettable. <laughs> That's a shame. A band, an album from a band called Ashes of Ares, and one of I think their lead singer was the lead singer for a band called Iced Earth. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize that when I was listening to it, but I was like, oh, I recognize this singer, and I I really liked the sound of the album, so I gave it a memorable. Okay. Even though I don't really remember any of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and then 
there was a new album from one of my favorite supergroup bands, Avantasia. Nice. I really like Avantasia a lot. I didn't like their new album that much. Just didn't didn't strike me. Oh, that's a shame. So I gave it just an album because it's very much one of their albums. Yeah. But it wasn't anything special. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that was the albums I listened to last month. Oh, nice, man. Games, I didn't play any, but I technically did start Shadow of Mordor. Which, yeah. Which I got a bit bored of after my first playing session because it's, the gameplay loop showed itself straight away and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm about this. Although I do like it's it's got something called the Nemesis system. Yeah. Which is where if you if you fight like an orc an orc captain Yeah. And they run away before you kill them, they'll come back again. Ugh. Or if you die in their area, they'll rank up. Disgusting. Which which I think that's a really cool like system. Okay. Yeah, I mean yeah. No, wait, I mean, you say, I mean, yeah, it, I think it is because it adds challenge and it means that, and I think it also is a matter it's of... It's a bit different, than it? I think it's also a matter of when you, I don't know if it, I can't remember, I don't know if I got this properly from the game, but if you kill an orc captain, after a certain amount of time, they'll be replaced. Oh, okay. So, but like you, but, and then, yeah, if you, so if one kills you or you get killed in their area, they'll go, they'll move up to the next rank and then a new one will come into their place. Yeah. And sometimes they'll seek you out. Some of them will come running up to you, and you like you have to go and kind of gather intel about them as well. You don't have to; you can just run up to them and try and kill them. Yeah. But like, if you do, you can find out what what their weaknesses are, um, what they're likely to do if you try to attack them. And it was a system I think that was created for that game, I believe. Yeah. And it's not really been utilized in anything else. Um, but I think it's a really cool system. Like, the game's all right. Yeah. Like at the end no, of the day, it's just it, all yeah. right. Yeah, cool I, start, I so, started playing um, Modern Warfare 2's campaign oh, yeah? last month. Um, and actually... You playing it? You haven't finished it yet? No, nah, I've taken my time with it. Well, it's, it's a lot longer it, than usual campaigns, actually. Oh, really? Because I've, I've heard that it's quite short, and I'm... some. Uh, what is it? Marley 13, you know, the COD YouTuber I used to watch? Yeah. Um, he completed it in, like... He streamed the entire thing in one sh- one stream and finished it in five and a half hours. Fucking hell. So um, I've heard it's quite short. Even like my, I have a friend that's played it. She said it was short. Oh, I think I'm. I think it's more that the the levels are varying. So one level's like really short, the next level's really long, kind of thing. Oh, fair enough. That's um, yeah. You kind of go into it, be like, I want to play one level. This one's short, or like this one's going forever. Yeah, but it's actually really good campaign. Really cinematic. Mm. Um, a, a lot different to usual campaigns it's just really engaging it's, a lot of people are saying it's it's really good as well um, but yeah I'm really enjoying it I like the last one the, like, the remake the first one yeah um, um, so yeah I'm enjoying that a lot I do want to play that at some point but yeah I'll get to it someday yeah that's fair oh, pardon me pardon you um, but that's games I assume nothing else from you nothing else from me nope uh, so we'll jump into, I guess, last month TV. I've been watching Andor. We've already kind of spoken about it. Yeah. Um, so hard, this is a hard one because obviously I watched all of Doc, finished Doctor Who Flux. You did, and then watched all three of the specials. So, I do I that. save it for a your episode? Because I mean, I mean, but that is a separate podcast. 
So. It's up to you. You can say it here as well if you like. I would have. It would have been cool if we could have recorded your one already. Because yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna say if you want to hear that, you have to listen to Harry's ones because I don't want to have that conversation twice. Yeah, I'm gonna save my thoughts for that. Even um, though we did kind of already talk about it to each other, but we didn't go in depth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Still, we can talk about though. Mm. We finished She-Hulk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe you finished She-Hulk before Ms. Marvel. Yeah, well, I know. Racist. I really enjoy, I really enjoy <laughs> She-Hulk, though. It's really good. I don't... Some people... I'd be like, I was talking to someone at work all the time, and they'd be like, shit in it. And I'm like, no, I'm loving it. Like, And my the point I've made about She-Hulk to everybody that I've talked to about it is it's unapologetically what it wanted to be. Yeah, that's the, that's the exact words I've been using in work as well. Like... It never oversold itself as something more. Like, yes, it used Dare- Daredevil in the um, trailers, but it was like, of course he's not going to be in the whole thing. Of course he's going to show up like right at the end or last, second to last episode as he does. It never said it was going to be end of the world stakes or no. anything like that. It always said it was going to be a legal comedy. <laughs> yeah, and that's surprisingly what it stayed as. Yeah, I think there wasn't enough attention on the legal stuff, but... Yeah, that's um, my one criticism. And there are some criticisms you can obviously have about it, but I really enjoyed it as a whole. Yeah, I had a really good time. It is funny though to say to say that like I liked it as a whole, and then like I think I do think the best episode was the one with Daredevil in it. Yeah, I would agree. I think but that like, was the strongest one. Not just for that, but for the story and even the setup for the story. Because as soon as it was like started, you're like, oh shit, no, Daredevil's going to be his lawyer. <laughs> Either that one or the opening episode, I really enjoyed as well. I really like the opening episode, actually. A lot of um, people dropped off after the first episode. Like, some people were like, didn't like this. I'm like, what? It's great. <laughs> yeah, I really liked the kind of dynamic between her and Bruce. Yes. In the whole series, but in that episode as well. Um, there's also some bits and th- things I feel like didn't pay off at all. Like, there's a moment... So, you know when her friend, Nikki... Yeah. And um, the other lo- the other lawyer woman, they're like, look, they find Intelligentsia. Yeah, it's just the it's just the look thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like what was that? <laughs> maybe it's a little thing for season two. Maybe it was because maybe I know it could be, or maybe it was because like they are talking about how intelligentsia is just full of like men being really mean to the women. Maybe it was just a wink and a nod to the camera, being like, "That's you, <laughs> like that's you yeah. men out there who I hate watching this show right now." <laughs> yeah, maybe. So it could have just been that, but I was like, a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, does that mean she's involved somehow?" And I mean. But I don't, nah, I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me too much, but I was kind of like, it's the fact that it got a lot of people talking. Yeah. But anyway, I liked it as a whole. I think, I do feel like the finale didn't get me as much, but I did like the fourth wall break. Yeah, I I liked the kind of, the shock element to it. Yeah, and I do like, I like the whole, the Kevin thing. <laughs> yeah. And... You know how kind of self-aware it got in the end, and apparently the writer of the show was like, "We're gonna," was worried at first about calling out the Marvel um, style of like, it's just gonna end with a fight, super soldier serum is gonna be used or something like that. Yeah. And like, apparently the writer was did initially was apprehensive of doing that, and Kevin Feige was like, "No, nah, do it. Go ahead." <laughs> I respect that. Like, go ahead and make fun of the formula. <laughs> yeah, it shows that they've they 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 feel secure in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Hulk's son shows up. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't ca- care about how he looks. I just like that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give a fuck really about how he looks, but he caused such a fucking uproar. So many people have, like made like he should have looked like this, and they've just basically just given him a different hairstyle and an angrier face. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Like maybe yeah, they could have worked if something differently with the hair, but that's actually a hairstyle that has been used in history. So <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. He's from an alien planet. It doesn't fucking matter. Who? <laughs> cares i think it's fun though and obviously i i say obviously but maybe it's setting up a world war hulk we'll see next year i think they're allowed to start making hulk films again i think they get the deal back yeah it's june yeah so we'll find out next year so next comic-con we're gonna hear is gonna be like a new hulk film announced yeah that's when it'll be announced for sure um but yeah no as a whole i really enjoyed she hulk yeah so did i glad i watched it now now you gotta watch ms marvel it's only six episodes I know. And it's good. I shall. I really like this one. Um, um, we also, I mean, one other I... thing we can talk about on the same topic. <gasps> what? <gasps> Werewolf by Night. I haven't watched it. Have you not? No, me giving you so much shit for not watching Miss Marvel. Because... <laughs> ah, why have you watched it? Um, initially, because I... I... I've been really bad with watching things lately, actually, to be fair. Yeah. I've I've, I've gravitated towards... I've, okay, I, last month I also started watching Community. Okay. And uh, I've just been watching that at the moment. Um, I'll talk about it more in... Probably next month when I finished it. Yeah. Because I've nearly finished it. Um, but, yeah, I just haven't... I don't know why I haven't watched it. I actually don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I think initially I was like, is it going to be too spoopy for me? <laughs> Which it won't be because it's Marvel. <laughs> no, oh, what I will say then, I'll, I won't spoil it. Um, I think, well, I haven't been spoiled, but I've already listened to the Weekly Planet talk about it. Um, but I don't actually oh, okay. remember what happens. So, Well, I won't spoil any plot points, but what I will say is, <clears throat> I think it's very interesting concept. I think the use of black and white colour um, did very much add to the atmosphere, and I did enjoy it as a special. I think it it really was this kind of new element because it, it felt Marvel, but it didn't feel Marvel at all kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I like the use of these new special presentations. Um, yeah. The only one of the criticisms I will say, it's not a spoiler because obviously there is a werewolf. It's in the title. <gasps> really? um, the werewolf felt too choreographed. Like it felt, Without spoiling it, there's a bit where the werewolf kills some people and it wasn't like a werewolf was where it would just run up and just, you know, tear him to shreds. Like, at one point, it kung fu kicks someone. It does, like, a roundhouse kick <laughs> to someone. And I was just like, it just, it just, it really takes you out of the moment because you're like, a werewolf doesn't know kung fu. Well, that's because it's not just a werewolf. It's werewolf by night. Yeah, yeah, but... He's a Marvel Comics character. They all know kung fu. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so that element did really take me out of it. But um, fair enough. I I do want to watch. It is, it is a good. It is a good watch. I would recommend it. Yeah, I do want to watch it. I think I was just. I was gonna initially watch it with Kyle, but I didn't. I didn't bring it up when he came round. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, just, I watched it at work. Fair enough. No, I will watch it. I will. Um. But yeah. I just need. I'll probably watch it in the week. I just need one of those days where I can just sit. I'll just sit and watch something. But I need to start watching stuff, and I just can't be bothered most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Especially lately, I just 
maybe because of that week where I watched eight films. <laughs> yeah, um, that's yeah, that might have something to do with it. But uh, I've watched well last month. I guess speaking with Disney Plus, I watched Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, you were telling me a bit about it off air. Yeah, um, it's all right. What was your yeah? <laughs> That's the the general consensus is that it was fine. Yeah, I didn't. I liked. I like. I like the idea of it. Like, I'd like to see like, oh, if they did like a second series of a tale or like a similar vein thing for for a different section of Star Wars timeline. Yeah. I also like the idea how it wasn't. It was six episodes, but they were basically three each. There were three episodes that were about two separate characters. So, three episodes about Ahsoka and three episodes about Count Dooku. Yeah. Um and it was all in chronological order as well, which is really weird because the first episode was I think it was chronological. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wait, would it I think it was in chronological order, but the first episode was Ahsoka and then the next three episodes were Dooku and then the last two episodes were Ahsoka. Okay. So I think the whole show was chronological because I think the first one No, it couldn't have been. Because the first one Quagon's quite young. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah, no, so it couldn't have been. So t- if it was in chronological order, the Ahsoka one would have come after that. I assume. How old is Ahsoka when she first shows up? She's like 14, I think. Yeah. So she would have been born before episode one, presumably. Long before then. Not long, but you know what I mean. But yeah, that was, I don't know, I thought it was in chronological order, but it's not. Um, Weird choice for first episode then. I say that. Yeah. Weird ordering then. I, I get putting the three Count Dooku episodes together and then doing the two Ahsoka episodes after. Um, but yeah, I've, I liked the Count Dooku stuff more than the Ahsoka stuff. Okay. Mainly because the first episode was kind of boring. Um, and I do like the last two for Ahsoka. The, sec- the, the second Ahsoka episode was kind of just like... just her training, essentially. Yeah. And Caleb Doom is in it, who obviously goes on to become Kane and Jarrus. Oh yeah. Um, he's in it briefly. Um, the only and well, the thing I didn't like about that Ahsoka episode actually is that um, Anakin's hair is a bit shorter and Obi Wan has the mullet. Yeah. But Anakin is already Ahsoka's master. But I've seen the Clone Wars movie and Obi Wan didn't have his mullet. He did not have no. a mullet. So but I then can I can confirm. I can I can forgive it because this this year is the year of the mullet. Because we got Obi Wan's mullet in Obi in the Obi Wan series. Do you know what? Just episode two fans have been eating well this year. <laughs> they really have. We got flashback to Obi Wan and Anakin in episode two era. We've got Count Dooku stuff. It's also We've ten years. Twenty years, sorry. It's also twenty years since episode two came out. Yep. We had the Brotherhood book set just after episode two. That's true. Just after. It was just before. Uh no, just after. Oh okay. Why am I thinking it was just before? Maybe there's some, I'm thinking of something else, probably Anakin Obi Wan related. Probably. So Anakin has his robot arm in it, even though it's a book, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, pretty Can't much. Can't see it. Um, but no, yeah. Anyway, yes, yeah, good. I think I really like the Count Dooku stuff because it's Count Dooku as a Jedi and his fall to the dark side, essentially. But yeah. it also implies that he was already in league with um, Palpatine because he's like, "Your apprentice killed mine." You know, where your apprentice killed Qui-Gon. He's like, you didn't have to kill Qui-Gon. Yeah. You bastard. Oh, there's a moment in the um, the fight uh, between Obi-Wan and 
Darth Maul I really want to talk to you about, but I think it, it's hard without the visual aid. Oh, and we are going to okay. plan to do a favorite moments from Star Wars thing. But you know when like Obi Wan first comes like running out and fighting Maul, like, yeah. after Qui Gon's dead. Um, yeah. There's a moment where Obi Wan blocks Darth Maul's lightsaber. Yeah. In front of him, behind him, and then in front of him in one swift, with swift move. Yes, I remember. Because Darth Maul tries to get him with both sides of his lightsaber. Yeah. And I just, I didn't realize that that's what happens in that moment because of the way it's shot and how quick it happens. But when I noticed what it was, I was like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's impressive as fuck. Like... One of the reasons like, some people have said that fight is too choreographed, but I think it's I I think because I know it gets compared to because it's it's one it's it's one of the two best fights in all of the prequels. Yeah. Obviously, the other one being Anakin versus Obi Wan. I think Duel of the Fates is better than Anakin versus Obi Wan. Okay. I get the emotion of Anakin versus Obi Wan is so much better, but I feel like that is far too choreographed. Yeah, that's fair. Every move is meticulously planned out in that fight. Yeah. It feels like a fucking dance. <laughs> it does. I still fucking love it though. Especially that weird moment when they both just they both like wrap around each other. You know what I'm, you know what moment I'm talking about? When they twirl their lightsabers. But they no, not that, when they like twirl around each other, like they hold one they're holding each other's hands and then they slam their lightsabers together when they're in a hallway. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Anyway, irrelevant. Um, yeah, I, Tales of the Jedi is a good like sit down and watch it all kind of thing. Okay. I'd say it's probably it's probably a little over an hour if you watch the whole thing in one oh, go. Oh shit! Fair. Um, each episode is like around ten to seventeen minutes long, I think. But I'm not, I can't remember. It's all right. Yeah. If you like Star Wars, you'll like it. <laughs> if you like the Clone Wars era of Star Wars, you'll like it. Yeah. Um. And the way Ahsoka defeats the Inquisitor in the last episode is actually really cool. Okay, cool. Um, similar to like how when Obi-Wan beats Maul, how it's like in a swift move, just done. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah. I also watched, started watching the third season of Atlanta, you know, the Donald Glover series. Oh, yeah. Um, but I haven't continued it yet. Any good? Yeah, I mean, I like I like I like the first two seasons of Atlanta, and so I've just started third because it's on Disney Plus now. The fourth hasn't finished yet, but the fourth series, which is they both, which I didn't realize because season three came out earlier this year, season four yeah. is going on right now, and then that's it. The show's over. Yeah, I was going to say I thought series four was the last one. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I just started it and thought like, yeah, it's fine so far. I'll get it. I'll get into it. Maybe I don't know. I want to watch it because I like it, but yeah. Um, I watched the Solar Opposites Halloween special. Nice. It's alright. Just like a normal episode, but I can't really remember any of it at the moment. And then I also watched stand up this new stand up special from um, Hassan Minaj. Oh, nice. And he's it's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. I really like his stuff. He's very. He's a lot of political humor. Yeah. Um, you should. You should. I mean, I don't. You don't have to, obviously. But he has a show on Netflix called Patriot Act. Okay. Um, which is kind of it's like a. It's sim. I think it's like an American equivalent of Russell Howard's Good News. 
Right. But it's more you're actually learning more about the poly- the, the what he's talking about, and it's usually one or two topics per episode. Oh, okay. Um, it's all American related. No, it's actually no, that's not true. There is some other the more worldwide related news as well. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot more serious in the way he does actually go really into the topics. But it, it's he. I think he's really funny. Yeah, tell me the text me the name of it so I don't forget. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have back. And then he has, I think he has two stand-up specials on Netflix now. Yeah. I just, I don't know, his new special is so good. <laughs> like, I watched it and I was like, you know what? This is amazing. Oh, um, nice. Because it's basically, it's got, like, he's, um, what is it? There was, there was a time, I think, because of, like, something he was doing, he somehow got involved. Like, one time he, he was talking about something to do with with Saudi Arabia, I think like that. Like he was, he was talking about like the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like in quite a negative light, and like where there was a, I don't, it might not be true or anything like. But he tells a story about how, um, uh, like he was like, like, op- opened like his mail when he got back to his building or something like that, and like a like a strain uh, like a powder fell out of it. Right. Which could have been asbestos, not asbestos. Um, what's it called? Asbestos. Anthrax, which is a poison. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, and he talks about how like he was had his had his baby with him at the time. Shit. Um, and he, yeah, he gets it gets quite because he's done like the way he talks politics and that he he'll go after the people he's going after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't hold back. Yeah, like no, not at, like not at all. Like oh, he was at the at one of the emb- I think he was at an embassy the day someone was killed in that embassy. Fucking and he didn't know, know about it until after he had left. It's it's his. I don't know. I think he's re- it's really good. Like his stuff. That's fucking insane. His first special is very more like he'll talk. He's talking more about like his high school life and stuff like that. And yeah. then he did Patriot Act, which is very political. And then he did this new show, which is kind of off the back of that because Patriot Act ended a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's very. I think it's very good. I mean, it's it's my it's. I li- I really like political stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um. Might not be for for everyone, but I think it's really good. I told you a comedian last time. I think we were talking that I was going to say you should watch, and I probably forgot to tell you. I remember more. you mentioned something, but I can't remember who it was. Mike Babiglia. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like comedians to do something different. Yeah. Although I find I think I'm going to find it hard in any future to try and like John Mulaney now. <laughs> what was happening with John Mulaney? John Mulaney was one of those people that's like my whole my whole shtick is that I love my wife, and then he cheated on his wife. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that guy from the uh, the Try Guys. Yeah. Have you seen Tomska's new Tryhards? No, I haven't yet. No. I think it came out yesterday, so you, I only watched it today. Um, but. In the opening line of it, um, when when it like, is um, Tomska says, "Welcome to Tryhards, the show where we all love our wife, Fuck. love our wives." Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just, I didn't get the joke until I saw a comment. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay," because it's Tryhards, Try Guys. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it now. Nice. It's a long one as well. It's nearly an hour long. Oh sweet! Because it's them basically doing their Bake Off equivalent with Daniel J. Layton. I like that. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You should watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it after. You like the Tomskas, which you, I know you do. Yeah, man, I've watched them in a while, but I do like them. 
he hasn't done much he's only like in a while he his try hard's only come out every now and then because they're doing it things in like blocks now and i haven't listened to the, i know that i would know more probably if i subscribe to the patreon still but i'm not yeah but yeah that's me on television last month wait was i on television last month as well <laughs> i think you said you were yeah <laughs> so i was on television last month technically technically <laughs> very briefly uh, did you see yourself yet yeah i did i told you i saw i watched it and saw myself. I, I only saw myself that. a couple of times. Yeah. And, like, I think mostly the back of my head. <laughs> still cool, but it was though. me. Basically, if anyone wants to know, it might still be on, on the ITV hub. I was on, um, I wasn't on, but I was at a wedding that was filmed for the ITV show The Singles Table. Yes. I appeared in episode three. Um, and there's a guy, <laughs> I remember when I was watching it back, there's a guy in it, he's, like, got, like, lots of tattoos. Right, um, and like I remember when I saw him, and I was like, when I, me and my um, cousin's girlfriend talked to him, I was like, he's a bit of a dick. And then I watched the show, and it's like, oh yeah, he really was a bit of a dick. Oh. Even everyone else thought he was a dick. He's like, he was a. He even went like he was like, I'm not really looking for anything, you know. I've got and they're like, some I think. My cousin's girlfriend asked like if he was single, like actually was single, and he's like, and no, I've got a couple of people, and it's like, what are you doing here then? Outstanding. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he was a dick. It's funny. I love that. I fucking love the fact you're on it. And there was a, there was a, I, I, did, I had to watch it just because it was also my cousin's wedding. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and it was a very nice wedding. Um, but there's a w- girl there who I remember being miserable to like at the end of the night. Yeah, I remember you telling me. And on, but in the like, episode, there's a guy that she's really connecting with. Right. Um. And it seems like they're very, they like very, they're both very much into each other. Yeah. Um, and then at towards the end, she's like, she then starts talking to one of the other guys, and then at the end of it, she tells the first guy that like maybe she's not doesn't seem like he's serious about it, even though he's already implied that he is serious about it. Mm. Uh, but and but and she's already said she is like looking for something serious, and then at the end of it, she he's kind of like, I don't know what that was about, but whatever, I'll just find someone else, I guess. <laughs> oh shame. <laughs> And it, but it's funny because it's like she's the one that goes to him and then she was miserable for the rest of the night I remember just seeing her sitting there looking really miserable not surprised they'd stopped filming by that point as well and it was just sort of just like just enjoy the rest of your night mm. um, I assume but it was it's funny that's insane it's funny then to watch, to watch it and be like I didn't. I did skip through a lot of it yeah because I was like I am watching all of this shit fucking, I was there like, an I hour long. fucking watch it <laughs> no I meant I skipped through all the bits that weren't like that was them. I didn't really care about any of their stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. I was like, I want to see the wedding stuff. Yeah. I want to see if I can see me. <laughs> there is a moment where you see um, I'm kind of... One of the shots I'm in, like, early on um, is when, like, my cousin and his girlfriend are, like, coming into the row that me and my mum are sitting at. Oh, yeah. And it looks... It's funny because, like, it kind of... The way I, I pause it, it looks like my cousin's looking right at me. Nice. <laughs> And I'm just like, look, he's looking at his true love. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is this is the cousin that I was the best friends with as a youngster. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't his wedding though, right? No, it's his sister, right? Um, that was getting married. There's a moment in it as well. Um, 
where they talk about how like it'd be nice with yeah, because of of the because of the guests like the because of the people who are on the show it's like they're obviously there to try and find love at a wedding um even though they're all you know obviously people that they don't know those people obviously yeah but um it's funny there's a moment where like my cousin and her husband um are talking about her like saying it'd be nice if somebody could find love at our wedding and it's like it's complete it's clearly scripted <laughs> oh god but like not it's only in like one one take and they both say something but the way that he says it i'm just like that yeah i I know him well enough to know that's not the way he would say that if it was natural <laughs> outstanding uh it's funny out fucking anyway. standing mate anyway i was on tv last month i will stand by that <laughs> um so how many uh, films have you got because i've only got three well, I had um, I had eight days of holiday, and um, in those eight days, I managed to watch eight films. Holy shit! Um, and then after that, two more. So ten. Yeah. I've oh, got... and my rewatches. So two rewatches. So I've twelve. Got, I've got three new ones and two rewatches. Three rewatches, but my. Sorry, I've got three new ones, but two of my new ones can be paired together. Okay. Well, I'll go. I'll go first then. I can say a couple. I'll probably be quick because I don't remember a lot of this. I watched um, the first film of the month I watched was The Woman King. Oh, okay. How's that? The new film with Vi- Vi- uh, pardon me, Viola Davis and John Boyega, yeah, Shauna Lynch and others. Nice. It's good. I thought it was good. I mean, I don't know. I gave it like a, an eight out of ten on the rating thing, but it felt very Hollywood. Oh, okay. In this, this in the structure of the story, and I was kind of like knew what it was doing, knew where it was going. Yeah, um, and it did like there was a bit in it that felt very, very like contrived for part of the story, and I felt like this maybe doesn't suit in this story, but I kind of get it because um, obviously it is inspired by real events. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it's good. I think it had some good action, even though I didn't think it was shot the best way. The action stuff. Yeah. But I think Viola Davis was fantastic. As always, it's Viola Davis. I say as always, apart from when she's playing... Um, what's the character called in Mad DC? Ruler. That's it. I'm, I couldn't remember the name. I was about to say Angela Bassett. <laughs> when she plays Angela Bassett. <laughs> no. Um, apart from when she plays Amanda Waller, because there's like nothing to that character. Yeah, he's a pretty shit character. Um, but Viola Davis has been fantastic in things, which is why she has an Academy Award. Oh, um, and I thought nice. Lashana Lynch was great. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Uh, what do I give it from my rankings? Let's have a look. What would I give it? I think I'd give it just a film, even though I would give it memorable if I could remember more of it. <laughs> yeah. But that's more of that's a time thing. It's, <laughs> um, and I'll I'll go on to another film then after that. I'll say a couple then. I'll let you go. I watched The Drop, starring Tom Hardy. Okay. And James Gandolfini, after his death. Yeah. Um, and Numi Rapace. How was it? It's really good, actually. Okay. Um, it's a slow burn ish but I liked where it went and I like the dialogue in it is really quite natural. 
yeah like, the way the characters interact just it felt really like real and stuff it was on netflix so if you'd want to if you want to watch it you should check it out okay yeah i think it's really good really good film i kind of work it's basically he he works in a bar that um is used for like drops so like ma- mafia kind of stuff basically yeah but um there's not a lot of that in the film and he he um finds a dog in a bin Oh. And takes the dog, takes care of the dog, becomes close with the with a woman. Um, some guy is being annoying, and there's like this story about like who there was a guy that was killed a long time ago, and they just talk about this stuff. Mm. James Gandolfini's like, I need money so I can buy back my own bar. Yeah. Um, but no, if you like, it's kind of a slow burn, but I like the way things all kind of come together. At the end. At the end. At the end, and the, I really like the ending of the film. I think it's great. Like not the final like bit at the end, but like the climax. Yeah, 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 I really like the climax of the film. Yeah, um, I get you. It's one of those ones that builds to that kind of cool climax. And then after that, I'll go with this one and I'll let you go. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I actually wrote the film Donnie Brasco. <laughs> I watched the <laughs> film Donnie Brasco, which is, it's directed by somebody. I mean, it usually is, yeah. I should remember because I did write it. <laughs> Of course, you should know. Oh, that's it. It's, it's directed by Mike Newell, who directed Goblet of Fire. Oh, fucking hell. It's nothing like Goblet of Fire, I should say. I was assume so, yeah. It's actually based on a real story, which I didn't realise, but it's um, it's um, Johnny Depp, Al Pacino, um, oh. Michael Madsen's in it, some others. Um, Tim Blake Nelson and Paul Giamatti. I forgot about those two being in it. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's just uh, it's obviously it's um, another kind of you know m- crime drama mafia kind of film. Yeah, and it's about a guy who went undercover in the mafia um, right. to take him down from the inside. Kind okay, of thing, the kind of thing. Yeah, but it's it's actually been parodied on The Simpsons. Um, he becomes too entwined in it; it becomes his life kind of thing. Right. Okay. And it's like it's one of the it's a, that's that's what it is, and it's like a story like of about. He becomes like very close with uh, Al Pacino's character. Yeah, and I kind of knew where the film was going a little bit because well, I felt like I was because I'd seen that Simpsons thing that's similar when Homer goes into the mafia and becomes very close with Fat Tony, but it it doesn't that that episode deviates from what the film does. Okay, which <laughs> is a random thing to mention, but it, I, Simpsons I thought it, own it. Yeah, I thought it was a good film though, like. Good mafia movie. Oh, good. Um, some good acting, and Al Pacino's great, and Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp. I don't want to talk about him too much because you know. Yeah, that's fair. All over the place as a man, and I, I was surprised. When I was like, oh yeah, Mike Newell. What's he? He's directed something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forget you. I forget he's the one that directed Got a Bit of Fire and The Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Oh fuck! Did he direct that as well? Yeah, he directed a white man in the role of um, the Prince of Persia. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Jake Gyllenhaal this is the Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah. Forget <laughs> um, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, my God. He also directed eight episodes of Coronation Street. Of course he did. That's that. Wait. <laughs> he directed Coronation Street and then Donnie Brasco. It's a bit of a jump. Matt, that's mad. That was also back in 1966, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more and then he directed a Harry Potter film. This this man's fucking filmography, and is... probably not one of the best Harry Potter films. One of the better ones, though. 
I don't know. I think it has a really good story. I just don't think the film had a distinct style. Mm. I like the Goblet of Fire as a film. I don't really. I'm not. You know. You know what? I'm here or there on Harry Potter as a franchise these days. But yeah. Um, I like Goblet of Fire. I like. The, I do like the film, and I like the story. I just think there wasn't a distinct style to it. Okay. Unlike, for example, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. And the first two Harry Potter films, Chris Columbus, obviously they 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 aren't the best when compared to where it went as a series. I still love Chamber of Secrets and always will. Um, mm. uh, but like the, he had a distinct style, obviously Chris Columbus. Alfonso Cuaron obviously did, and then I feel like the later films had a very distinct style as well. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, am no, I talking bad about I something get... you love? <laughs> No, 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 I'm just having a think, and I do think, I do, I do kind of get what you mean. I also feel like um, there's a lot in The Goblet of Fire that maybe didn't translate into the film as well. Yeah. And they do take a lot out of which, what's in the yeah. book. Which they have to, obviously, but... No, of course, yeah. I just feel like, I feel like it's one that's maybe not... Yeah. I do, I do like... Because I remember, like, being like, oh shit, Voldemort's back when I watched that film. <laughs> mm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Re- I'm revisiting. It's got. I don't know. It has got like a high, higher percentage. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um. Well, yeah, Mark. The three new films I watched this month. We don't. don't um, I say you don't have to say all three yet because obviously I've got more than you. Well, I'll so. say two. I'll say two because they kind of go. Yeah. Okay. One in one. Okay. Um. So I've been rewatch. I've gone back on my rewatch of James Bond films. Um. Because I started them in lockdown. I got up to like Roger Moore so and they put them all on I was in Prime last month so I started back on them again so I watched Moonraker and For Your Eyes Only and I mean they're good I mean I mean, I preferred For Your Eyes Only because that's more serious it's actually one of the early Bond films that actually puts aside all the cheesiness and all that stuff and it actually focuses on trying to be a proper um, spy drama and and Mm -hmm. i think for that part it works Mm -hmm. um moonraker is just fucking ridiculous i mean roger moore also bond um has sex with three women in the space of 45 minutes of film time which i think is a bit excessive about this recently yeah i think i told you off air or between something else might be between recording but yeah it was just a bit it's a bit weird. Every every Roger Moore Bond film starts in exactly the same way as well. It starts with with M going up to Miss Money Penny, going, "Where's Bond? Where's 007? She's like, "Oh, he's he just pulled out of uh, a mission in Austria," and then it cuts to either like a ski lodge or a train or a plane, yeah. and he's in exactly the same kind of laying down <coughs> position over this woman, and he kind of unveils himself, but and they're like, "Oh, you're." You're so gorgeous, Mr. There's Bond. Also, like, does, I know. There's also that, like, though, that talk about like how many Bond films does do they do end with him on top of a woman? <laughs> yeah, so many. Um, but also, at least so you, many. you haven't got to the worst line in all of the Bond films yet, though. Which one was that? Uh, it's from one of the Pierce Brosnan ones, and it's I thought Christmas only comes twi- once a year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, look. They're Bond, so I just thought, you know, I started them in lockdown. I do, I do, I don't, I want to say that I've seen them all. 
something even if I don't necessarily enjoy them all. Something but, you have to pace yourself on, I imagine, as well, because you you watch like all of them in a week, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like I watched two last month, and that was enough. <laughs> like I did start watching Octopussy last month, and I got yeah, say that I got TV. ten minutes. <laughs> I got ten minutes in, and I just fucking hated every second of it. So I'm gonna give myself. A week, another week and I'll try it again but what would you rate the other two out of on my ranking system so Moonraker yeah I would say is it just a movie it's is for... it forgettable is it memorable is it worst movie ever it, the problem is it's both forgettable and memorable because the only memorable part is the fact he's a sleazeball and sleeps with three women in 45 minutes so I'd, I'd give but apart from but as a, as a movie yeah it's completely forgettable I, I... If that was me, I'd give it forgettable thing because it's not memorable for um, anything. It's it's memorable because of what Bond is. Like yeah. everyone knows that's for, what Bond is, so I'd say forget for you. I'd say for your eyes, for your eyes only. I would say the middle one, just the movie, because <laughs> it does it does try to be a more serious Bond film, and for some of it, it works, and uh... but it's still. Shit. That made me realise I didn't rate my second two, so I'd give the drop memorable. Okay. And I think I'd give Donnie Brasco memorable. Nice. Because even though I gave it a lower rating than The Woman King, yeah, I did like I did enjoy watching it. I just thought it wasn't the greatest in comparison to like films like Heat and Goodfellas and The Godfather. Yeah. I say. Not remembering the good not remembering the Goodfellas, not remembering Goodfellas very well because we watched it. The last time we wa- I watched it was when we were in uni and we talked throughout the whole thing. And that was first year yep. as well. So I haven't watched it since then, um, and I've only nice. I have seen the first Godfather, and I have seen what other Heat. I mentioned Heat, didn't I? Yeah, there was a sequel of that, but in book. Yeah, form. the book. Yeah, I know. Um, just come out, isn't it? Everyone was like, "Oh my god, is it a film?" I was like, "No, it's the book." Just Michael Mann's involved in the book as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, over to you. It's it's one of those things. Um, I always say this, and I'm always like, you know, when you say, "Oh, you should watch this," but you don't really want to pressure someone. Hmm. I really, you should watch Heat. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from a few people. Like, it's a very good crime film. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, but I, it's one of those ones where you don't. Yeah, I don't want to be like, you, you absolutely need to watch this film. It's so good. But like, if you ever get the chance. Like yeah, put it on your list or something like that, and then if you ever get get to it, it, it it's a good film. Okay. Yeah, cinephiles love it. Um. Okay, so next for me, I'll do. I watched About Time. Oh yeah, it's about time. Um, which did you enjoy? Wasn't it? what I expected. Okay. I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting. I was actually expecting more of a rom com. And it's less of that. It's quite, it's quite, um, deep. Yeah. I also like that, despite, you know, he has the ability to go back in time. He mm. never utilizes it that well. And no. I do like that. Like, you know, obviously he's like, oh, I'm, um, uh, spoilers for about time, the film that's nearly 10 years old. Um, so like, obviously he's like, oh, I met this girl in this dark restaurant bar place which i don't know i'm fucking clue that is about <laughs> and i really liked her but then i went back in time because i wanted to make sure my my landlord <laughs> his play goes well 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh no, that means I have to, I have to meet this girl somewhere else. I re- well, I remember everything about her, and I'm just gonna wait at this Kate Moss exhibit until she shows up, and then just be awkward around her until she likes me. And yeah, obviously, nice. that doesn't work out. So he goes back in time again, and then he goes and he's, it does the similar thing where he just shows up and just like, oh, I like this stuff. And it does feel like one of those ones where you, you almost feel like it's set up for something to go wrong. Yeah. But it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But I do like that he never utilizes it well. It's like, you wouldn't just go up to her and like just start spewing all this nonsense as if you know her. Like, you do you not know how time travel works? <laughs> you dumbass. Um, but it has some good... I think it has some good dramatic moments with his family, like specifically with his sister. But the I think what I got out of the film most wasn't that it was a rom-com, was that it's a story about a father and a son. Yeah. I feel like his relationship with his dad, played by Bill Nye, and obviously the main character is played by Donald Gleeson. Dommel? Dommel? Donald? How do you Dom, say that name? Dom... Dumbo? I don't think it said how it's spelled. I don't think it said how it's spelled. Yeah. It's not, it's not a, but I think it's, anyway, him, Brendan Gleeson's son, um, <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Harks, um, him and Bill Nye, they, their characters, they have a really good relationship. And they're like, that's kind of how the film, the film ends, sort of. Yeah. Like, when it comes to it, it's like climax bit, it's like, it is very much between a moment between them so when i came out of the film i was like oh you know what i i really liked that part of it yeah um but i would give it i think i'd say it's just a movie okay yeah that's fair um but i did i did like it while i was watching it i think i just i was expecting more because i've heard i've heard like even though it's not like amazingly well received i'd always heard like good things yeah have you seen it, what you're saying? I've seen... Oh, I want to say I saw it ages and ages ago. Because I remember a lot of it. Okay, um, fair enough. So I must have, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, and then I also watched the film Widows. I remember that. We saw that in the cinema. I didn't. Yeah. It was me, oh, you and Harvey. I didn't see it. Who did I fucking see it with then? Are you sure you saw it? Yeah, it's the one with um, Liam Neeson, Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh. You definitely didn't see it with me. Oh, I was adamant it was me, you and Harvey, because I remember you and Harvey. You might have seen it with it. Harvey because I remember we all saw, we all like talked about it when it first came out. But um, oh. and I remember talking. I remember Harvey telling me it wasn't that great. Damn. But I never, I never went to see it. With you guys might be one of those things you did without me. Shit. Not that I care. Um, it was in it, 2018 that came out, so that's why I'm like, I don't know. When did it, when did 20, it came out at the end of 2018. So yeah, we were out of it? uni. I wasn't, I wasn't bothered by it. I didn't think it was great. I liked, I liked yeah, parts I of like it. it. I, liked, I, liked, I liked the cast. It's got an incredible cast. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, Elizabeth Debicki, uh, Colin Farrell, Brian Tyree Henry, Daniel Kaluuya, Carrie Coon, Robert Duvall, Liam Neeson, John Bernthal. Even though... John Berthold's not in it for very long. Um, directed by Steve McQueen, based on a screenplay by Gillian Flynn and Steve McQueen. Obviously, Gillian Flynn did um, Gone Girl, the book. Yeah. Um, I thought it was alright, but like, yeah, I didn't get a lot out of it. Like, yeah. yeah. 
because he was he was pretty shit. I don't think it was shit. It's got it's it's well received. Well, just I didn't care for it. Ninety one percent, yeah, very well received. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I oh, was sixty one percent audience score though. I think it was just a bit, yeah, <laughs> not great. But yeah, I well, I'd say forgettable. Stop humming. I know that means you're bored. <laughs> no, it's because the film I'm about to talk about, that song was in it. No, it's not. Shut up. It is. No, it's not. You're just bored. <laughs> well, go on then. Talk about your special film. So, the last <laughs> the last new film I watched, I watched Beetlejuice <laughs> for the first time. Get fucked. Not fun, is it? No. Go on. But, no, I watched Beetlejuice for the first time. <gasps> Beetlejuice is so good. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, yeah. It is. And I've, the songs in my head is the, um, oh, Mr. Tallyman, that one, when they were all around the, around the table. Yeah. And they all start singing it. Um, yeah, it was just really, really good fun. I, I don't know why I haven't ever watched it. I only watched but, it last um, year, I think, so. Yeah, Michael Keaton's great. Um, yeah, Michael Keaton's fantastic. All, all, all the cast are great. It was just, it was just a really fun watch. Um, and I'm glad I watched it, yeah. But the song's been stuck in my head ever since. Speaking of um, um, Beetlejuice, I can't say it another time now. Um, there's a fun gag in the show community. Yeah. Where in season one, someone says the name. In season two, mm. someone says the name. And then in season three, when the name is said, you see someone dressed as him in the background walk past. Nice. <laughs> I've, I've seen that. I'd already seen that shared online before. But like, I thought it was fun. It's a fun thing to try and look out yeah. for. Be like, oh, how is that the first time they said it? <laughs> but I can't say it again. Um, otherwise, he'll show up. <laughs> of course. No, it's a re it's really it is quite quite amazing how fun that is that film. Yeah, I didn't expect to have as much fun as I did. Um, um, is it, yeah, is it, it Tim Burton? Yeah, is. Oh, have you seen the yeah. director? I'm going to do the thing as well. Have you seen the director of um, The Nightmare Before Christmas is coming out being like, I don't like how it's just associated with Tim Burton. Yeah, I saw that. But then I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Couldn't tell you his name. Which is not good, is it? Can't just prove the point. Henry Selleck. But um, it does say Tim Burton's. He wrote the story. Yeah, exactly. Um, adaptation. But yeah, that's, that's unfortunately it for my new watches this month. I didn't really get time to to no, that's fine watch very no, much that's fine you just um, you just i'm just better than you um yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all down to you now mate well no because you have rewatches as well and we'll get to those at the end oh yeah i have two rewatches yeah, yeah so shut up um i watched cop car directed by john watts how was it uh, it's all right it's about kids that steal a cop car and they're like pursued by kevin bacon was nice. the owner of the cop car, and it's it's it was really interesting. It's like quite tense. It's short. Um, okay. Weird that John Watts directed that, and then he made three Spider-Man films and nothing else. <laughs> mm. um, it's all right. I'd give it just a movie. Okay. Oh yeah, Beetlejuice. I'd give um, memorable. All right, you can't say it another time now. That was it. Yeah. You've said it a second time, so if you say it another time. Oh, okay, I won't say it. Thank you for the reminder. You've He'll show up. Yeah, thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Be careful. I also watched um, uh, the Studio Ghibli film, very well known, very well loved film, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh. 
and I thought it was fine. <laughs> so I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I need to see it, but I haven't seen it. I think, I think, I, I think it's like, you know, I mean, it's one of those films where it's like most Studio Ghibli films. It's very much about childhood. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, there's a giant thing. Do you know apparently there's a Studio Ghibli? I know there's a Studio Ghibli world in Japan, but there's another thing in Japan that's Studio Ghibli related, where they do have like the cat bus. Oh, nice. But it's sized only for children. Amazing. So, like, if you go there as an adult, you can't go on the cat bus. Absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting, though. And like, I know I see people getting excited about the Studio Ghibli world that's about to open in Japan, the new one. Yeah. And I'm being like, I hope they do shit like that. That you go there and it's just like, you can't get in the cat bus because it's only sized for kids because only kids see it. <laughs> um, it's like, have you seen my? Uh, have you seen Kiki's Delivery Service? No, I've only seen House Moving Castle. Oh, okay, you should. Uh, Kiki's is a really good one. Like the more I think about it and the more I hear about it, at the time I was like here or there on it. I was like, hey, it's good for Studio Ghibli reasons. It's good. Like, yeah. But um, thinking about it more and more, I'm like. I think it's incredible, Kiki's Delivery Service. I need to watch it again to really cement that. But I've seen quite a few Ghibli movies now. Oh, good. Because I've seen My Neighbor Totoro. I've seen Howl's Moving Castle. I've seen Princess Mononoke. Um, the Cat Returns. I've seen Only Yesterday. I've seen When Marnie Was There. I think that's it. Those That's six. And there's more, obviously. <laughs> yeah a lot more that i haven't seen yet but yeah because i do want to watch them all but like i have to space between them because i do get whenever i'm watching it i'm like they're all kind of the same <laughs> yeah you don't want to burn out on them um the animation is obviously incredible the art is fantastic um but yeah as it's a short one my neighbor totoro and i just thought it was fine i'd give it just a movie okay um, I'll go again. I finally watched a film I've actually wanted to watch for a long time. Which was? Um, it's a Dragon Ball movie. Oh. And it's obviously animated. Um, and it's uh, one that like, I've heard is just like a very good... Because dra- it's based on the original Dragon Ball. Okay. And typically the original Dragon Ball movies just kind of retell the events of Dragon Ball, but in like a different way. Yeah. It's like the first few stories... They- every single Dragon Ball film starts with Bulma and Goku meeting for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then there's a story that kind of goes along with it. And it's usually similar to the series, but different. It's like in the, the first one's called, I think it's Curse of the Blood Rubies. And there's like, a, I think there's some guy that's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen it. So I, don't, I couldn't tell you. And then there's Princess and Devil's Castle, which is like about a princess and a devil's castle. I, I assume. Uh, yeah, I assume so, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, there's another Dragon Ball movie that I cannot remember. Let me quickly look it up. Dragon Ball. Gotta get those Dragon Balls. Dragon Ball movies. Dragon Ball. So there's Curse of the Curse of the Blood Ruby, Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle. Sorry, uh, Mystical Adventure, which I've heard is a good one as well. Um, but all three of those kind of retell certain events of Dragon Ball, but in different ways. Okay. Uh, this one, the one I watched, Dragon Ball: The Path to Power, was made in 1996 after uh, Dragon Ball GT had ended. I think so after the third Dragon Ball series has en- had ended. Yeah. Um. 
and it was made because there was like a whole new animation team. And I, I don't know, actually, I don't know why it was made. <laughs> um, but it, it was just like, let's just go back and make a new Dragon Ball movie with this new animation style we've got. And we'll see how it goes, stuff like that. Um, and it does retell the events of Dragon Ball, um, specifically the Red Ribbon Army saga. And it, it is it is good, but I feel like it was it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, which is you know pretty par for the course of drag- with Dragon. It's pretty par for the course of Dragon Ball movies. Oh okay. Um, film is a reboot, borrowing elements of the first Dragon Ball later. Yeah, it doesn't really tell. I can't remember why. I don't know what actually. I say I can't remember. I don't know why they specifically decided to make a Dragon Ball movie like way after they'd made all the Dragon Ball Z movies. Yeah. But they did. And it's this one. <laughs> um, and there's some good moments in it. like, But for the most part, it is, it is just a retelling of events. Yeah. And maybe the pacing is hurt by the fact that it is a retelling of events. Yeah. But it's okay. I, I was happy to finally watch it because the animation is very good. Yeah. Um, I did have to watch it online legally, though, because it's not available anywhere in this country. That's a shame. Like even DVDs, I'd have like have to buy a foreign DVD and a foreign DVD player. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. So I was like, I'm just gonna find it online because it is online on in on HD things in America, but not anything I can use a VPN for. So I yeah. just found it online. Anyway, I thought it was uh, just a movie. Fair. Um, I've got two more films, and you've got two more rewatches, so I can just finish mine off, and then we'll go both do our rewatches. Yeah, go for it. All right, I saw Black Adam. Okay. Which has uh, got some good action moments. I've heard that it's just a bit too, like, eh. It is. No, it's very eh. I think the script is terrible in terms of dialogue. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for any of the human characters that weren't heroes, because I don't remember any of their names. Nice. Um, Like nothing against the actors or anything like that it's more i just didn't well no yeah sometimes his characters aren't memorable like that's not that's not the actor's fault the thing is i remember the characters i don't remember the names uh i remember there's a woman who's like i'm just a woman who's trying to get this thing for some reason yeah why is she trying to get the thing i don't know um and i have a son who likes skateboards and superheroes who's trying to become black adam's friend um and i have a brother and it's like cool i remember those elements um, but yeah, the villain was nothing. Fair. Even though, he, he, even though, I think the look that the villain gets at the end is cool, but I didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. Overall, um, Dwayne Johnson is Dwayne Johnsoning about, but now he's a superhero, but not really. They try to, they try to play up the whole um, his son died thing as a twist, even though right. it's in the trailers. Yeah. So it's not a spoiler to talk about this because in the trailers, but in the beginning of the film, the kid is like, oh, there's so much injustice around our people that are enslaved, blah, blah, blah. And there's a dad who you don't see the face of and you hear his voice. He's talking in a foreign accent and he's like, ah, there's too many people. You don't need to do anything. Leave it. And it's like, that's clearly Dwayne Johnson. I can see that that's clearly Dwayne Johnson. I mean, he's in all the trailers. No, but no, but here's the thing. And then the rest of the film makes out that he is the guy that got given the powers. The son got given the powers, blah, blah, blah. And he's like... Oh, that's not. And then, but it's played as like this reveal, like that's not me, that's my son. My son died, he was yeah, killed. Like... And then, but like, 
the, the the elements of the story aren't in the trailer for how because like the son got given that basically i don't care about spoiling this if you don't want if you do care kill me um <laughs> you've earned the right um <laughs> the son has the powers he's a hero to the people but he's not like but the best the king is still in control the bad guy um and then the son is like i'm gonna give you the power or something like that. I don't remember what happens specifically. But he gives his dad the powers instead. The Shazam powers. Yeah. And then the son gets killed by an arrow. <laughs> and then Dwayne right. is like, I'm gonna kill everyone and then like that's what happens. And then the Shazam people are like, We're gonna entomb you. Jesus Christ. And then he gets freed because they think he's a hero. And it's like, oh no, that was your tomb. That wasn't like that wasn't you you know, that wasn't your grave, that was, like, your prison, blah, blah, blah. Mm, and then Jesus. The, then the Justice Society are like, we're half ass gonna half ass this and come in and be annoying. I think Aldis Hodge as um, Hawkman is very good. I really yeah, like I've Hawkman. Yeah, I've heard that. Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate is very good. Uh, I didn't care at all for Atom Smasher or Cyclone. Okay. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it has some fun action moments, but other than but most part, it is very derivative of stuff we've already seen before. Mm, that's a shame. So not the so best. What was, what would I'd you rate give it? it? What would I rate it? I think just a movie because I don't think it's terrible, but I just more like more distance from it has made has made me think less of it. Yeah, but I think I would just give it just a movie because I don't I don't think it's terrible i just think it it's nothing <laughs> so what's the what's the last film you watched then the banshees of inner sharing which i have already mentioned I've earlier heard... in this episode but yeah i've heard very very good things about this yeah because it's a very very good film um, is it your best film of the year so far no Bet. this is well no i can't reveal that because it's not the end of the year yet true, true. but it's up there as one of the best yes okay it's been nominated. Well, I say nominated. It's been shortlisted. Nothing's been nominated yet. Yeah. For my awards. But it's shortlisted alongside The Batman, The Northman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Prey, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, and Nope. Nice. But that's just because I wanted to fill out the gaps. I think it's got one of the best scripts of the year. Okay. The dialogue's very good. Um, the story's very interesting. Uh, I think... I say interesting. Colin Farrell is really good. As always. I think Colin Farrell's incredible. Especially yes. when he works with this director. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because obviously for people, he's directed by Martin McDonough, who directed In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Two of those star Colin Farrell, and one of those stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, just like this one. And it's basically a story about two friends, and one of them decides he doesn't want to be friends with the other anymore. Yeah, I think that's all you need to say plot-wise as well. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I also really like how the film doesn't open on, like, we get, like, scenes with them as friends, like, oh, we're all chummy, chummy with each other. It just opens, and for some reason, this guy doesn't like this other guy, and apparently they're best friends. Or nice. were. Um, and it just evolves, the story evolves. It's It's got a lot of really dark... It's, it's, a, it's a black comedy, so there's, like, dark humour in it. Yeah. and But there's moments of, like... I have not been able to word this properly, but there's moments where it's like this thing is played as a joke, but then it also has like a consequence in a sense. Yeah, I kind of understand what you mean. It's like there's a moment where like 
something happens and like some people obnoxiously laughed at it i was like it's not that funny but it's like huh, that's quite an amusing moment but then there's like a darker outcome to it so yeah. you go from so you, there's moments when you're watching it where you can go from laughing and then be like oh no i gotta think about this for now i gotta think about what i'm watching and yeah i think especially through three billboards outside of ebbing missouri handles it does this as well it that is something that this director is very good at yeah like coupling the comedy with the drama um and that's why i think that's a part of why it feels so natural as well so like a lot of the comedy does feel natural <laughs> and i mean there's yeah. some stuff where it's like that's a really silly silly joke like the i can just I, i'll it's not a spoiler because it doesn't spoil the plot but it's a joke in the film okay where there's a moment where a character lies to a character saying oh you have to go back home because your your um your father has been in is, has been injured by this certain thing yeah yeah and like the, the guy's like oh no i mean he's like really distraught about it and he's like that's that's impossible and it's like no, no, no he might be okay and it's like that, that's impossible because that's exactly how my mother died <laughs> <laughs> it's like a moment where you're like oh no and it's it's really funny that moment um but and then it gets quite dark towards the end um but it does it does the way it ends is also sort of i don't know it can it's a film that it it has everything emotionally yeah um and you have to watch it to really know it's hard to talk about okay um and i think no, the best, that's fair i think the best films always are hard to talk about yeah for sure and you don't want to spoil it as well yeah so no and it's also not one of those films where it's like a spoiler's really gonna a spoiler's not gonna hurt the film yeah but it's more because it is more about the experience it's not like a marvel movie where if i tell you oh by the way in the end of avengers endgame this happens like yeah before you've seen it that's a spoiler because it's like oh no because i want to see those big moments in a a big film like this this is one of those films where it's like it's about the story it's about the characters yeah and i do get i get what you mean i'm it's it's funny it worked out that that is the last film the new film i watched this month because it's the best film i watched this last month like by a country mile so what would you rate it to end off our new films what would you what would you rate it? i'd have to give it best movie ever wouldn't i yeah um i wouldn't say it's just memorable i'd have to give it best movie ever like it's incredible and I'm glad I went nice. to went to see it because I really wanted because I love this director as well now like he's all four of his films I think are amazing yeah like I've said to you before you should watch it in Bruges and it is on Netflix yeah it is and again it it's is. funny Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson they make a good pairing I like the fact we've ended our new rewatches on a good one yeah it's nice to end it on a good one well what about our well, new watches so what about our rewatches are we going to end those on a good one so let's see hear yours first uh yeah i will only touch upon them briefly but um well, do you do one i do in... one i do you know we'll do you so you do one um i did into the spider verse cool which is an incredible spider-man film um just really just just really fancy re-watching it and i did no, that's fair. and i had a great time so best movie ever i'm glad because that is a good film um what about your first rewatch my first rewatch it's funny because if it was my second rewatch, it'd be better to do this one first, but I'm not going to because of reasons. Um, yeah. I rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which very much fits into my second rewatch. But um, I haven't spoken but, about it yet. What, Come on, let me speak. No, sorry, sorry, continue. There's a lot of moments in the film where I feel like the acting is really quite bad. 
of course. Like a Karen Allen who plays Marion, she's not great. <laughs> awful, just awful. Um, and it is funny when you because I didn't think about it while I was watching it, but obviously the story would wouldn't play. Would he, the 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 outcome would be the exact same if Indiana Jones wasn't in the film. Yeah. But that being said, it's a really fun adventure movie. I still love um, it. I like how all the stuff comes together, how he figures out things, like how he's like... Because I didn't pay attention to it enough, obviously, when I watched it the first time, because obviously he gets the, meda- the medallion thing, and it's like, yeah. it tells you the length of it on one side, but on the other side it tells you to take, you know, to, to reduce that that length a little bit as well. And yeah. it's like, oh, they're they're looking in the wrong place because they've got a wrong the wrong size. They don't, they've measured the, the staff as the wrong size. And mm. the only reason they know that it's got a size anyway is because of the German guy who burns his hand on it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's a really good adventure film in that sense. I like it's got a lot of George Lucas isms and Steven Spielberg isms. <laughs> like it's yeah. definitely a film made by those two. Um, I still think the action, the fight around the plane as it's turning, is really good. Yeah, I agree. Ever parodied scene where you know because it's in Family Guy, isn't it? As well, it's parodied. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a re- it is a really fun film, and I feel like I have to give it memorable wouldn't give it best movie ever because i did watch it thinking like it's not amazing is it (laughs) no well that that very much segues into my second and last rewatch which was the temple of doom (laughs) (laughs) i haven't watched it in quite because i'm rewatching them as well that's still sitting in my playstation to watch next (laughs) i've only just rewatched it to be fair um and it has you know it's not culturally grown up very well in certain aspects grown up. that's a weird way to say it hasn't aged well <laughs> yeah i don't know why i said that but um i usually i love short round i love indian short rounds relationship really gets on my fucking nerves the whole <laughs> for time for some reason for some reason it sounded like you said i love indian short rounds relationship <laughs> <laughs> carry on um and I do, I do like it. I do like the film. It's not my favourite, but I do, I do. I always enjoyed it when I watched it when I was younger. So I had just as much enjoyment this time. But I, I would give it um, memorable as well. So from um, um something I heard this. I think it was on the Week Planet podcast actually, one of their podcasts that, that Tokyo spoke about this. Something to realise about that film. Obviously, that film was made around. I think after George Lucas and Steven Spielberg had both gone through divorces. Yeah, and the film literally features a scene of someone having their heart ripped out of their body. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. So it's like it's like them saying that they've had their own hearts ripped out by their ex-wives. <laughs> it is a weird one, that one. I do think some of the aspects are weird. And Kate Capshaw is but, um... annoying a little bit, but but yeah, Which I think I she did well it. with what she had. <laughs> yeah. Um... And obviously, yeah, obviously she was banging Steven Spielberg at the time. Yeah. Um, but um, enough about that. What is your about that. second and I assume it was your final rewatch? You yeah, said. it is. Oh, God, endless, endless hope. <laughs> your thing. Are we ending with a good one? Let's hope we are. Well, not for we might a good not one be. to talk about. Like I feel like we could talk about this for ages. Um, let's keep them. Let's keep. But now I kind of wish I did it first because like we. The, the, but then it would have been weird if you'd done Temple of Doom and then I had done Raiders. If... Yeah, I like the one because I know I know what you're going to mention, which is why I'm saying let's keep it short and sweet because I would quite like to have a whole episode just basically. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> if we did this in order, 
Yeah. I would have done my film, this film first, then you would have done Spider-Verse, I would have done Raiders, and then you would have done Temple of Doom, and that would have been a good order to do things in. It would have, but it's too late. But I watched Spider-Man 3. <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> and I rewatched it because it was part of my rewatch, and, hey, I'm going to come out of the, out of, out of the gate and say that I f- still give this film a 6 out of 10, I think. It has some good moments. Um, I like the final act. I may have dropped it to a 5, and I would still say it's memorable. Yeah, like because I loved this film as a kid. <laughs> Every yeah. time I hear one song from the Akon album "Convicted," I always think about this film. <laughs> I don't know. That's because they came out around the same time, and you know, I have an associate. I have a memory that associates those th- kinds of things. Together. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. Like when I listen to certain Green Day songs, I associate it with when I moved into a house and I used to play Lego Star Wars with my uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's weird, but. Spider-Man 3 is dreadful. <laughs> oh, it's just... Just not good. Really. I hate the opening scenes of that film. Peter is insufferable. He's fucking... A dog. He's, he's just a bastard. And MJ's also insufferable. But she basically turns around and goes, I'm going for a really tough time. And he's like, but it's okay, because I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> and it's like, how does that help the fact she's fired? <laughs> How does that help in any way? You're not, oh my god, you you're not bastard. wrong. <laughs> She's like, I'm going for a terrible time. He's like, yeah, but I'm Spider-Man. So what he says to her. At one, she's, like, she's like, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm having a really tough time. And she's about to say to him, you know, my show, I've just been fired from my show. I'm, I'm really mentally struggling. And he turns around and goes, I've got a parade next week. How great is that? And it's like, fuck you. you. I'm on, I am on mj's side in this like part of it because peter is insufferable He's but then she could have she should have just told him yeah just just tell him what's going would, on would, why are like... you stringing him along and then just telling harry that okay i want to we will talk about this more in depth one day we'll do we'll do a raimi recap i was one gonna day. say i want to keep this short just because i would quite like to have a an episode dedicated to this i feel but i want to read out the tweet i wrote while watching it okay this like, is how this is how we're gonna this is how we'll end this. So make sure well, it's I, make it yeah. good. <laughs> I had one tweet that was I know people have an appreciation for it, but I've just started rewatching Spider Man three and I'm already bored. I like some of the stuff in this film and I loved it when it came out when I was eleven, but now well yeah, I think it's bad. Yeah. And then I had this tweet. Half an hour in, and Spider-Man 3 is like, Gwen Stacy is in, is in it. Peter wants to propose to MJ. Alien goo falls from space. Harry is, gro- Harry is goblin. Harry has amnesia. Sandman. Peter and MJ aren't, aren't quite seeing eye to eye. Eddie Brock Jr. is here now. <laughs> Half an hour in. Fuck me. And all of that stuff has happened. Most of it unrelated. Apart from the fact that Harry is goblin, and then he has amnesia. Do you know what? Do you know what? My 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 ending thought to this for now until we until we do an episode we'll have to we'll have to make that one of the next episodes we record. Um, is the film actually stresses me out? <laughs> it as a as a movie, it gives me anxiety. Not in a not in like a oh is the character gonna be okay? And just in terms of. I know what, what the you mean. fuck is going on? Like you know the sequence where he's in the uh, when he goes to MJ's rush but pub thing. Yeah, and he that's he ends, really he, stressful. That it's scene. Hor- it's horrible. It's and not the bit horrible. where he hits her. Like that's fun. <laughs> the the bit where he just starts dancing, the dance and he's showing off, and I'm just sitting there and I'm going, 
I want to die. I do not want to be watching. This is just a horrible experience. But then there is some good stuff in the film, but obviously the film was marred by behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Like Sam Raimi was put through the ringer, really, for that film. And then there's obviously the story about after... <laughs> After Spider-Man 3, when it was coming up to Spider-Man 4, Sony were basically saying to him, are you sure you want to make this film? And Sam Raimi's like, are you sure you want me to make it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, um, oh but my yeah. god. Yeah, we we'll talk, have to... We will talk about it. That 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 can be... There you go, there's a season 3 exclusive. We will be talking about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we can do that as the next one. We've got some comic book ideas in mind, like film movie ideas in mind, but maybe we can... Maybe do that as the next one, because I've... Yeah, I wouldn't. I've got I've got the four Ks of them, so I'll rewatch um, Spider Man three this week. I won't watch um, them again. <laughs> um, just because I haven't done. watched Spider Man three in a while, but I'll rewatch that one. Um, um, but what? Like, yeah. It's funny because what I think I it's weird because I know I see Spider Man two as we'll talk about more, but I see Spider Man two as like the best one. Yeah. Out of those three, I really love the first Spider Man though. Yeah, it's good. It's really um, good. But this Spider-Man 3 was the one I watched the most as a kid. Like, I know it was. I, re- I used to watch that film so much. But now I'm like, um, fucking hell. But there's some good stuff in there. There's a lot to talk about with that, that film. Yeah. And that's what we'll do. We'll do a Raimi, maybe a Raimi-centric episode episodes. Well, we'll do Sp- a Raimi-Spider-Man-centric episode. And we're not going to talk about <laughs> Evil no, Dead, sorry. <laughs> No, sorry. Uh, that's what I meant. Ra- Raimi-Spider-Man-centric. Although I have seen Drag Me to Hell. Um, a long time ago. But I think that brings us to the end of. I said I'd give it memorable, didn't I, Spider-Man Three? Yeah. Unfortunately, somehow. I think, um, I think that's the end of this bumper bonus episode. Yeah, I'd say it is. It's over two hours. Holy shit! And to be fair, I'm busting for a wee, so. Uh, <laughs> it's a no, long episode. As, no one's going to listen to this. <laughs> as, as always thank you for listening if you have listened uh, we do really appreciate it again we're sorry for the the sound quality on on my end this one that will be fixed by the next episode but um season three is currently out we are currently on uh by the time this comes out you would have part heard three part three of our soundtrack episodes will have just been released and we hope you're enjoying them we're really happy with how these are turning out so far um, you can find us on all elements of social media. That is two smoking microphones everywhere. That is Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. We also have private Twitter accounts, or sorry, personal Twitter accounts, I should say, um, where you can find our separate projects. So Connor is Connor Jordan underscore ninety six. There you will find the link to his blog where he does uh, monthly album reviews, film reviews, what he's watched. Give them a look. They are really really interesting and worthwhile to read. You can find me at Harry Young Edits, where you'll find the link to my blog and podcast, The Review Lab. Um, it's taken a bit of a bit of a stumble recently. Was meant to have another episode out by now of the podcast, but technical and personal issues have been in the way of that. But that will be coming soon with Connor. Um, yeah. But yeah, until next time, look out for episode four of our soundtracks arc. Should you say? Um, that will be out on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, unless, Connor, unless you have anything else to, to add? N- nothing to add, but I was going to just something I thought about. Because um, the, the re- one of the recent album reviews I did was for um, Megadeth's Rust in Peace. Yeah. There's a song on there, which is called Holy Wars, dot, 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 The Punishment Due. Yeah. And the first half of the song is about, kind of about like Holy War 
basically. And it's um, inspired by the uh, religious war that was going on in Ireland, or has been happening in Ireland for a very long time, basically. Yeah. Uh, had been. I don't know if it's what's going on in Ireland. But the punishment due is apparently about the Punisher. Oh, nice. And I didn't know that before, but there's the line in the in that part of the song where he says, they killed my wife and my baby with hopes to enslave me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, shit, yeah, they killed Frank Castle's family. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't realise before, but this, this is literally about the Punisher. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you know what? Genuinely, for some reason, I thought you were going to... That was going to link to our podcast catchphrase. Oh, well, I mean, the podcast catchphrase, that's something special. It's very special. It's very, we hold it dear to our hearts. I, I do. We do. We do. We hold it very dear to our hearts because at the end of this this day and every day. What should they do? What should they do to, to really kind of cap off a day? You have to enjoy your scones. Go enjoy your scones, guys. Woo.